Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. What's going on? I'm Lucky Saruti, director of Kindness of Strangers, Freak, and Uncle Slezo's Toxic and Terrifying TV Hour. And you're listening to Sick on Cinema, baby. To sick on cinema. I'm one half of the gory secrets in your brother's closet, John. I'm your other half, Matt. And Matt's coffee pot is going ape shit right yes. now. And you know what? What time is it, Matt? 11.52? Yeah. Hang on. You hear that? Ugh. That's the sound of a monster. Yes, I am dragging a monster at midnight. Yes, I have had two other monsters today. No, I don't give a shit if it kills me. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, I have had like I've been in a constant state of being fucking tired today. Me too. We got COVID. I hope not. <laughs> I had it once and it sucked. Right. I don't want it. I thought I, was, I thought I was gonna die one night. Oh hell yeah, dude. I had cramps in my sides and I was like, this is it. <laughs> it's based. I was like, I'm not gonna wake up tomorrow. Then I woke up and just covered in sweat. It was horrible. <laughs> I woke up this morning and had this shit so bad I couldn't stand it. Dude, I was shitting all night. Twin Peaks. God. The food wasn't even that good either there. Yeah, those restaurants are weird to me too. I don't like them. No. It's just like, look, you're the the, the lady who's serving you is, is very attractive. It's like, yeah. Cool. Cool. I mean, she was good. She, she, did, she did well. Yeah. You know, she kept everything up. I mean, it's just that the, the food was meh. If it was mid, as the kids would say. And it gave me the shits. Yeah. So, yeah. That's my review of Twin Peaks. My coffee's done brewing now. You can go get that. Okay. I'll talk to him about the. Uh... Okay, this may take a minute. Really? Maybe. Well, anyways. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so... I'll be back. Yeah, as he leaves and goes to get his coffee, we want to apologize once again for being late. But, as we said on the last episode, that, it, you know, for the foreseeable future, we are not going to have a set upload day, just because it's just, it's too difficult with my job. For instance, tonight, I didn't get home till even later, because of technical issues at my job, I couldn't shut the store down, so it's just becoming a, it's becoming a big hassle, and, uh... 
You know, we're not just gonna quit the show where I'm at. Oh, he's not behind me at all. He's not even in the room with me. <laughs> well, hell, he just completely left the podcast. We are the most professional podcast on the internet. But yeah, so for the foreseeable future, we're not going to have a set uh, upload day. It's just going to be whenever we can get it done and get it out. It could be late at night. could be early in the morning. We don't know. And, uh, you know, it sucks. And But we greatly appreciate each and every single one of you all for having such patience with us. And, you know, send us really sweet messages and, like, comments about, like, saying that it really doesn't matter when it comes out as long as it does come out it gives us y'all something to wait for and shit like that 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 really made my day really made me feel a lot better about you know the whole situation because it does suck and um yeah i don't know it just made me feel a whole lot better about it um yeah so matt is not back at yet uh that's it's a little weird i didn't expect him to uh completely leave when he went to go get his coffee um so yeah tonight we'll be talking about the films of uh one of the who i think one of the best independent filmmakers going today a guy who has set a such a high standard in independent filmmaking that uh it's very impressive and that man is scott Shermer, as we're gonna be covering found uh harvest lake plank face and the bad man which you know spoiler alert we liked all those movies <laughs> uh you know he is a guy who i've um i've been a fan of for quite a while now and um i don't know like going back and re-watching his stuff has been uh been a really really good time uh so, yeah. Also, if we sound very sick today, we're not sick. We went to a wrestling show. I did not expect you to completely leave the fucking room. Oh, I don't. I didn't have all the shit with me. <laughs> I, I even at one point said, yeah, Matt, right, Matt? And I looked behind me, and you were completely gone. Oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have all the coffee stuff in here. It's This coffee is so fucking hot. It's going to have to cool down a little bit. Oh, my God. Just my, my hot fingers. coffee's hot. The hot coffee is hot. You remember the hot coffee mod for uh, GTA? <laughs> that uh, may or may not have been real. It was. I mean, it, it, oh, well, the mod was real, yeah. Yeah, but like, but, was it actually in the game? You know. Well, it, there's a lot of noise happening right now. Uh, it was definitely a mod that people made. Yeah, for sure. But it was not in the game originally. Yeah. Um, and then all the. I was just saying, uh, I was saying a lot of things, talking yeah. about us being late, and, you know, thanking everybody for being patient with us, and how we're doing Scott Shermer tonight, yeah. and how we're not sick, but we no. just sound crusty because we were at we a wrestling We at least hope we're not sick. Yeah, we, we sound crusty because we were at a wrestling show last night. Yeah. And we um, screamed and went ape shit. I apologize for running out of the room like that. That was a little weird, I ain't gonna lie. I was trying to get my shit together. I mean, it's fine. You're back now, and we can yeah. continue this. Well, shit show. I, I told you that we should probably start after I get. I didn't realize down. you were gonna. I, I was just like, "Oh, you're gonna put the mic down and go get your coffee." No, it's, I didn't realize it's I was gonna, over here, and I had to go uh, add my accessories. I didn't realize I was gonna turn around, and you were gone, and I have to like try to figure out what to say for nearly five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just had like a, a drizzle of creamer for it, so I was like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, and you got to put the creamer to it. Your coffee is what they call blonde. It is not blonde. It's light brown. <laughs> so, listener questions? Sure. Let's get into it. Questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com, or you can wait to the week of the episode. We are a bi-weekly podcast, and we'll post a little, little image that says we are taking questions. You can ask in the comments below, or you can direct messages. Yeah. 
Either way. However you want to do it. You can direct messages. You can uh, you can just email and say fuck you if you want to. I mean, uh, it's whatever. Fine, yeah, yeah. I mean, you probably might hurt her feelings a little bit. but yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take it personally. <laughs> I'll take it hard, definitely. <laughs> but you can do that. <laughs> thank you. I will take it personally. <laughs> so first up, we have Mosh Fit. Mosh Fit. It's a, it's a fun name. It is a fun name. If you could collaborate with any band to write a soundtrack for an already existing movie, what would your choice for band and movie be? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, I got mine. Okay. Author and Punisher. Okay. Doing a soundtrack for Tetsuyo the Iron Man. That would be pretty fucking insane. Like, if you've never seen uh, Tetsuya the Iron Man, of course, it's a Japanese cyberpunk film, but it's very industrial, hmm. very uh, metallic and gritty. Yeah. And uh, Author and Punisher, if you've never heard of them, it is a one-man... Um, electronic industrial doom mm. metal project yeah where he literally uh handcrafted all of his instruments yes because he's also a uh, engineer engineer okay. yeah but i said architect that's not right yeah and uh <laughs> his shit is insane and it's super pounding and it reminds me a lot of the soundtrack of tetsuyo already mm-hmm. but even more like <laughs> i think that could be really really fucking cool uh i had a random one pop in my head i don't know i don't know why uh, Killing of America, mm-hmm. but have the Dead Kennedys do the soundtrack. Old school Dead Kennedys? Yeah. Because uh, Jelly B. Afro ain't going to be in that band no more. <laughs> the old school Dead Kennedys, okay. yeah. That could be cool. Yeah, I like that idea a lot, yeah. I mean, I feel like it would make it more on the nose, but... Yeah. Which the movie's on the nose enough already. What the fuck? Um, There's apparently a protest in our house. <laughs> I, I don't know what we did. <laughs> They're coming for us. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> They're like, we know who was at that wrestling show last night. <laughs> <laughs> we know who was at that wrestling show last night. Not that there was anybody. I just thought it was funny, but... <laughs> What'd y'all do? What'd y'all do? Yeah. That, yeah, I'll learn Punisher for me, which I think he's insanely underrated, so... Oh, absolutely. Like, more people to check his shit out. It's wild. I mean, it's like he was... They were all... He, I say they, but it's he... He. <laughs> he was on... Uh, tour with uh, Tool at one point mm-hmm. and I guess like, I saw the turnout for the opening act which was him and it's not great yeah which I don't understand buying tickets to anything and not sticking through the entire thing that's yeah I'm with you on that one um, he's better than Tool um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you Mosh Fit for the question we greatly appreciate it uh, I definitely think his last album was uh, better than Tool's last album for sure Next up, we have Night of the Bloody Tapes. I'm looking at the the, the text here, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is something Google's doing. It looks like it's got the bold text option. I like, don't know, but I'm so, I, I, I actually appreciate that. It makes yeah, it very looks, easy to a lot easier to read. Yeah, I can actually read some of it <laughs> from here, which I'm about what five feet away from you. Yes. Like that. Uh, yeah, Artie from Night of the Bloody Tapes is awesome. Yes, I love Night of the Bloody Tapes. His fanzine's great. Which, again, I'm still fucking... <laughs> I'm still trying to get our fucking fans. They'll believe it there. when you see it. Yeah, that's for true. But uh, Artie says, Hey, fellas, wanted to ask a few questions, but don't feel like you gotta answer all of them. Well, we will. <laughs> we will. Do you visit your local library? I checked out X Fried, uh, fr- fried Berry... Right, Matt? Yeah, Fred Barry. In a glass cage. That's crazy. Oh, shit. Westworld Season 1, which I didn't think was great. The Batman and so many other genre films. I was wondering if you do the same and your thoughts on the library. We'll start there. Um, 
I was actually at a library not too long ago. Yeah. A couple months ago. And they were, well, the reason I was there, they were selling some books. Mm. They were just, I guess they just had to just get rid of. We got too many books. Yeah. Get these books off our hands. And that's where, again, I haven't read it yet because I'm a shithead. But that's where I got uh, Songs, Songs of the Lambs. The, the book. And uh, I got a book by... Uh, there's like a Netflix documentary about it now. I didn't realize there was until I started looking into the story recently. But it's about this guy who had like multiple personalities and killed somebody. I got I got that that book. Mm. But yeah, I, I used to go to the library quite a bit. Though. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, back in the day, I did a lot. Um, I was very long winded to get to that point. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we definitely don't have any... Like, we have libraries around here, but they definitely don't really have movies, I don't think. Uh, they do. Uh, especially the one... Like, it's not the closest to us, but uh, it's about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes away. Mm. And I saw that they had, like, elephant and shit like that. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Elephant's kind of seen as, like, like higher art, oh, compared yeah. to a lot of stuff that we watch and talk about. <clears throat> Even though it is a movie about school shootings. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, it's also done in a very art, artistic yeah. and experimental way. It's a very way. good movie, too. I really like Elephant. Oh, yeah. It's great. Um, also, are there any movies, mainstream or more obscure films, that listeners would be a little surprised to find out you haven't seen? That I haven't seen? Okay. There's a lot for you, I feel like. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, I mean, I literally just recently watched Scarface. Right. <laughs> Um, I mean, I've got a whole list of them right here. I can run those off. You can go through them. Uh, let's see. Let the Right One In. Yeah. 1984, which that's, that's something I may imagine a lot of people have seen. Yeah, yeah. That's a little more obscure. Uh, Green Mile. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. Uh, uh, Sunset Boulevard, which you don't... I don't even know that one. I mean, it's... I've heard it's great, but against one of those things, watch and find out. Uh, Citizen Kane, I've never seen. I don't like Citizen Kane. <laughs> I know you don't. Uh, Good Goodfellas, uh, Caligula. Is this fucking bottom one? Oh, it's a Michael Moore, Michael Moore bullshit. <laughs> um, uh, for me, Halloween. Oh, uh, the new one. The new yeah. one. Never watched it. Uh, I didn't see the new the new Texas Chainsaw either. Nope. Um, haven't seen Nope yet either, but I want to. Yeah, it looks interesting. Uh, I haven't shit. seen Get Out or Us yet. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a shithead. Um, I did see Candyman. Candyman was good. Yeah, I liked Candyman. Um, shit, I was trying to think. Is there any movies that I have not seen that people are like, whoa, that's weird? I mean, I know Star Wars has a massive following. Yeah. And I've seen the first three. And yeah. I've seen Phantom Menace as well as... Um, uh, what's that one called? Attack of the Clones. Yeah. But I've never seen anything else past that. <laughs> I tried. This is going to sound like me shitting on an entire franchise. And I just want to clarify, it's just not for me. Mm -hmm. But, like, I watched the first couple of Star Wars movies, and I was like, eh. Just not my cup of tea. I've, cup never, of I've, never, <laughs> I've never seen anything... Star Trek. <laughs> you haven't seen anything Star Trek. I haven't either. You also haven't seen Fellini's stuff either. No, I definitely not seen Fellini's movies. Um, Which I imagine there's definitely people in our fan uh, listen, listener base that 
probably haven't watched Fellini stuff either, but... I've not really seen anything by Ingmar Bergman. I haven't seen anything. I've only ever seen one Gene Rowland film. Yeah. Uh, Grapes of No, nope, that's not true. I watched her. Fascination was another one I watched that was really good. Ah. I mean, you watched Grapes of Death. No, we watched Iron Rose. I've seen three. Gene no, Rollins. Iron Rose. You saw Grapes of Death. Yeah, a lot. I've seen three Gene Rollins. Movies. Liar. Fraud. <laughs> I liked all three of them. I want to see more. Liar. I know you haven't seen Autopsy of Jane Doe. Nope, nope. Definitely not seen that one. Or uh, what was that one everybody talks about? Lake Mungo? Is that it? Lake Mungo. Is that it? Yeah. I want to see that one really bad. Everybody talks about it and says it's really good. Um... Yeah, there's a lot of shit happens that I haven't seen. I'm trying to do better about that, but I'm also a piece of shit who just watches YouTube all day. So, uh, I haven't seen Metropolis, which uh, is like a, like, 1920s, like, super fucking, dr- like, dramatic science fiction type movie. Mm. Seems like it's at my wheelhouse, though. Are there movies that you want to like and watch a few times and just don't like? Like, I want to like Terminator Genesis, but it sucks. Uh, again, I haven't seen it multiple times, but Terrifier did not stick with me. Did not click, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't really think anything off the top of my head where it's like... Because usually it's something that like I at least liked. Yeah. And then it's like... Okay, with upon a few more watches, I'll probably like it even more. Yeah. It's usually um, what it happens. Like something like Forbidden Zone. Yeah. Like when it was over, I was like, I don't really know how to feel about it. Yeah. But I feel like a few more watches and I'll like this a lot, actually. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm that way with quite a few movies. Uh, that's how I was with Videodrome at first. When I first watched it, I was like, I don't get it. I was like, this is crazy. And then I rewatched it, I was like, oh, this makes all the fucking sense in the world. But I also rewatched it like within a couple months, between you know from the first viewing, mm-hmm. and was like, okay, yeah, that makes all the fucking sense yeah. in the world. I mean, I guess like something like Citizens Kane, yeah, where it's like I get why it is so regarded. Mm-hmm. Like I get that the techniques that were used in that film were so much ahead of their time. Yeah, and like I understand that Orson Welles was a genius. You know, yeah, it just doesn't resonate with me as a movie, right? Again, I can't say anything because I have not seen it. Do you guys buy DVDs from the Dollar Tree? I buy DVDs from Dollar Tree. Most are literal trash. <laughs> but every once in a while, I will find something like something I really like, like a little bit zombie, Ant Room, which is really cool. Oh, that's really cool, yeah. Satanic Panic, which I've heard of that movie. Yeah, it's on Shudder, I think. And Ninja 1 and 2 on Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, um... Especially like I know John's gonna throw something in my head when I say this, but Dollar General, I bought Boo. quite a yeah, I know. Boo. Boo. I know Dollar General's a fucking shithole <laughs> that honestly should be investigated by. It's <laughs> not gonna be fired now. Hang on, <laughs> <laughs> I do need my job. <laughs> but I've definitely, I've definitely bought uh, quite a, quite a few movies from there, and like even Walmart. <laughs> And shit like that. I'm definitely watching them there. I'm definitely not against like buying movies from Dollar Tree. Oh, I just no. couldn't tell you last time I went to a Dollar Tree. <laughs> <laughs> you, you roll with my mom. I don't go to a Dollar a, Tree. Like I was just thinking, like I don't go to a lot. Like I go to a grocery store. Yeah. And as far as going to stores, other than like Grindhouse, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, oh, I like going. I like going to like used bookstores. Yeah. Movies too. Yeah, that's cool. 
Um, uh, close to us is the Wide Pond Bookstore and McKay's. You know, Ant Room is a good one for a movie that like I didn't love. Yeah. But I want to like it more because it does a lot of cool things, like maybe, hidden imagery and shit like that. Yeah. Maybe I'm like rewatching it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to watch it too. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a movie I watched that I remember liking a lot. Then when I revisited it, I was like, oh yeah, this movie's fucking amazing. That's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That movie fucking rules. Oh, I love Tucker and Dale so it's much. It's so good. Now they're killing themselves. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's one of the best horror comedies out there. Uh, do you like Guar? If yes. so, can, if so, <laughs> can you talk about some of their albums and songs you like? Or if you don't like them, trash them and the deceased Lee Zinger, Dave Brocky. Well, we do like Guar. <laughs> yeah, we saw them live. We saw them live. Unfortunately, post the, the yeah. passing of Dave Brocky, I never got to see Guar with Odris Urungus, which sucks. Yeah, I love Guar because we were I, actually talking about Guar just yesterday. Yeah, because uh, it's like. You know, the the live show is, like, what people talk about the most when it comes to Guar. And that's something I've, I've realized, too, amongst the fan base of Guar, when they're trying, when they're not sure how someone's going to feel about Guar, they're like, you know, you, you, you can say you don't like it if, you know, when I show you a song or something like that. But, yeah, we fucking love Guar. Yeah, because, like, it's, to me, it's like, the live show's amazing, of course. Oh, yeah. But, like, if the music wasn't good... Yeah. That would be all it is. You know what I mean? Would it be yeah. worth going to see? Would they last as long as it were? No way. Well, there's definitely bands that have a mascot type thing that are not as good as their look. For sure. But Guar, like, their music is just so fun. Like, I love... Uh, one of my favorite songs with them is Immortal Corruptor. It's so good. Dun, 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 dun. Immortal boom, Corruptor. And, of course, Scum Dogs of the Universe. Oh, uh... Fucking Sadamagogo. Sadamagogo. That's not his own Scum Dogs. No, but that album's fucking great. Yeah, Scum Dogs is so good. Uh, was it Maggots? Maggots? Is that on that album? Yeah. yeah. And of course, uh, fucking uh, <laughs> Robon. No, the song off Scum Dogs, the big one, uh, Sick of You. Oh, Sick of You, yeah. yeah I love Robon. I have Robon on my word playlist. Dude, it's fucking great. It's like nobody knows it's not just some kind of ballad. Yeah, they don't think it's a parody of. Yeah, they don't realize that. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's it's funny. Like it was a parody of, like, the eighties, like ballad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the the, the late eighties, early nineties, like ballad boom, where every metal band had to have that one acoustic slow song. And now it's kind of just a tribute to Dave Brocky. Yeah. Which is funny because like by doing that, by making a parody of like that style of music, they made the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like which is awesome. Because they're also just talented musicians. Mm-hmm. There you have it, baby. I'm a sensitive guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like their uh the last album. Not not the not the newest one, but the one before it. I after we saw them live, they played a lot of that stuff like Death of Dickie Duncan and uh, shit like that. <laughs> Don't know when <laughs> I love that song, dude. Like I think their A C D C cover was like if you want blood you got it. Yeah. It's fucking a great cover. Yeah. And like you know, if you've never seen Guar Live, you're doing yourself a disservice. Uh, if they come near, near your area. Get your white shirt and move right up front. It's we, a which, hell of an experience. We did not get a white shirt. I don't have any white shirts. No, so. I'm too fat for white shirts. Plus, I didn't want nobody to see my nipples. <laughs> After we got Fair enough. I thought I was going to die that Guar show. Oh, yeah, you got waterboarded. Dude, they blasted me with the fucking phallus, right? Yeah. And it would just like spray me in the face, and they weren't moving. Yeah. So it was just like... <laughs> Well, well, to be fair, we were like, over here, over here. <laughs> but I couldn't breathe. I was like, oh, 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 oh. 
<laughs> our friend Doug got caught right in the fucking mouth. Oh my god, it was insane, dude. I, I literally, I was like, I can't breathe. And they're not moving this penis. <laughs> they're not moving this penis. <laughs> they're gonna. I'm gonna explain to my parents how I died by a giant rubber dick spraying my <laughs> face with blood. That would suck. <laughs> yeah, Guar is awesome. Uh, what uh, last words are? Please make your episodes a little longer. Oh, oh that's, okay. It's wild. Oh, all right. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Do you watch NWA? And can you give a shout out to my buddy Gareth Pinkerton and me and cheer us on as we take shots of Jim Bean on a Saturday afternoon? Thank you for taking the time to read this and keep them eps coming. Actually, uh, Gareth Pinkerton and Artie, you guys rule. Yes. Uh, Enjoy your Jim Bean. Drink responsibly. Loser. No, I'm <laughs> I'm yes, saying, we, I don't get to watch the NWA as much as I did. Like I was yeah. really into NWA when it first came back. But the thing is, like they switched over to fight originally. Yeah, and we kind of just. I just didn't. In. I just yeah. didn't keep up with it. But I like what they do. Yeah. I do think they got way too many belts right now. Like, so we used to keep up with MLW a lot. Too. Oh yeah, I loved MLW. But the weekly show after a while, it kind of just got tiring. Yeah. Which I, we don't do well with weekly wrestling. No, not really. We're we keep up with it for a while, and then we just kind of fall off. Yeah, which is how we are with most things. Most things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, NWA is really cool, man. I, I like oh, what yeah. they do. I love their aesthetic and the way they look, too. I wish uh, they kept the belt on Trevor Murdoch. Oh, they took the belt off Trevor Murdoch? Yeah. It Ooh. went to, it went to name Nick, uh, I think, Nick Aldis again. No, because Nick Aldis is like on the outs with him. Well, he it, was supposed to fake Murdoch for the belt at 75. Oh, and he got replaced with Tyre, uh, Tyrus. Yeah. Which Tyrus is an odd figure. He is. I kind of like him. Yeah, he he does like a lot of Fox News shit. But he's also, like, he says he tries to be the more rational opinion yeah. on their shows. Which, it's just weird to see that guy yeah. on any news show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, NWA's cool. I like NWA. Yeah. So thank you, Artie, for the question. You rule. Also, Check out the fancy. It's fucking sick. Absolutely. Also, NWA, the rap group, is fucking rad as fuck, too. They are. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't need any shout out from two fucking Southerners. Southern boys. Southern white boys. But with the farmer strength. <laughs> no, not the AJ song. <laughs> Ain't nobody man enough feel pain. That's such a like the lyrics of that song are such shit, but it matches him perfectly. It does, yeah. I couldn't imagine him coming to anything else now. Except for his like TNA stuff. <laughs> Demigod. Demigod, yeah. This go hard. Yeah. I mean, it's not good, but it goes hard. It goes hard. <laughs> here, you know what's gonna, you know, you know what to expect. Uh, next up is Mr. Parker. It's so funny. I still can't get over it. The Mr. Parker. I know, Mr. Parker. We love you. I also still can't help but imagine him with a steel chair. <laughs> yeah. Like La Parker. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hit someone with a chair one of these days. The chairman of YouTube, Mr. Parker. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> a ghost hunter, a Facebook comic, and Mari and Dora walk into oh, a no. bar. Who is the bartender? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Thomas Cinemagore. <laughs> Marky DeSaud. <laughs> Marky Desaad. I don't know. Like when I read that, I couldn't help but think about like it's got to be some kind of like four chan, four chan neckbeard. Yeah, Facebook group, <laughs> Fuck. fucking leader, piece of shit, shitty Reddit moderator. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Thomas Cinemagore, I think, represents all of those pretty well. Oh yeah, he's a piece That's, of shit. What would a Facebook comic? Mari and Dora and a ghost hunter talk about? Did Facebook? What would they talk about? Do we want to know? It'd probably be bad. Probably really bad. Probably something... <laughs> Never mind, I'm not going to say anything. 
<laughs> that's what's, they that's probably what's... got some questionable uh, opinions on race relations. Probably. <laughs> I was going to say they're going to say something about cancel culture. <laughs> uh, Mr. Parker also asks, Fred Vogel at 35 versus Jim Van Beber at 35. Who is winning a fight? Fred. I'm going Fred as well. Fred, Fred's a big dude. He's a, he's intimidating. <laughs> he's a big intimidating guy. But Jim Van Beber's insane. Yes. And Wiley. Yeah. Sometimes you can't beat a crackhead. Not saying Jim Van Beber's a crackhead, but he's got that energy. At one point, he definitely was taking illicit. Well, <laughs> taking for sure, substances. but you know. So like, and I can imagine Jim Van Beber being one of those guys that has a knife in his boot. Probably. You know, so you got to be careful with that. But I don't know, like. Uh, like I also think about like, well, it's like current Van Beber, but current Van Beber versus Fred Vogel now too. Uh, Fred Vogel would fucking mop the floor with. Oh, him. for sure. But like, look at like Van Be- Van Beber and like uh, Debbie Dawn as goose. Yeah, you know. Oh, man, I still think Fred. I do too. I think Fred giving the bit music. Yeah, he could get him by the throat and just like boom, just, just slap his shit out of him, <laughs> trying to knock every tooth out of his fucking face. Some big ass hands. God, <laughs> like if you like, I remember when we uh, did the episode talking to Fred. Mm-hmm. It was fucking intimidating. He's a scary guy, but he's very nice. He's a sweetheart. But here's the thing about him. Is like he comes off very straightforward and stern, so like you yes. never know like if you're annoying him or not. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd ask a question, I'm like, hmm, I hope that was a good question. <laughs> yeah. But he's a really really nice guy. Like oh, he's, yeah. he's like he's so sweet. Again, it's like I messaged him to get the August Underground Blu-ray. Very very nice guy. And I was like, hey, you know, I, I don't I don't have the the money right now, but I'll I'll message you when I do. And he was like, oh, totally fine. Yeah. And then. I got and then I got it. He's he's just one of those guys who it's like <laughs> his tone just doesn't change. Yeah. No matter what the question is. So like you'll ask him like a jokey question and he's just like, huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh shit, that I overstep my boundaries that I fuck up, you know. Is he like, gonna jump through this fucking phone and beat us to death? <laughs> yeah. But he's like I said, like he's actually genuinely like one of the nicest people you ever talked to. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like he's a sweetheart. I mean, no one we've talked to was an asshole. No, absolutely but... not. Everybody's been really cool. Yeah. But like, you know, He's just he's just a cool dude. Absolutely. But thank you, Mr. Parker, for the question. And if you're not subbed to Mr. Parker, what the hell are you doing? That's where we get most of our fucking information about movies to get. I pretty much watch Mr. Parker's weekly videos and make a list of movies to go buy at Grindhouse. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, he, he during his uh, 80s movies reviews, he talked about uh, a movie without, war- without called, warning. Uh, yeah, without warning. And I'd never heard of it. And now... It's on my list of shit to get. Well, so thanks to Mr. Park, we watched Robo Tricks. Yeah, that movie's fucking insane. That movie rules. <laughs> it's so wild. If you've not seen Robo Tricks, man, I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> and also, like, the intro to the 80s stuff. Oh, it's so good. Right? I'm like, I've got to rewatch House on the Edge of the, the Park. Park. Which we still got to do that. Yeah, we still do have to do that. Damn you, time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up is Horror Central. You have to star in a force-feeding fetish film Uh-oh. directed by Lucifer Valentine. Oh, a perfect child of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> How much does he have to pay you? Dude, at this point, five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks. Enough to get me to go to Grindhouse, get a couple good things. Yeah, dude. <laughs> just just enough. Get to... that Shaw Brothers set. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Get me some good shit from Grindhouse and uh, some smokes. <laughs> so some smokes and maybe some energy drinks. Mm. Here's the thing. I basically force feed myself every day. 
I mean, not fetish wise, but just like I just stuff myself full of bullshit on a daily. Well, so like you know, hundred bucks. Dude, you should just open an OnlyFans and just record force it. feed myself. I should start a mukbang channel. You should. I could be the next Nakado Avocado. Don't, don't do that. I'm just like, ah. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I'll wear your shirt as I identify as skinny. He has that. I shirt. know. That's what I'm saying. Dude, oh my god, it's so cringe. The damn Meat Canyon uh, cartoon on that is so good. It is really good. It's like King Midas. This coffee does not have uh, enough anything in it. Enough sugar. It tastes like water. Oh. <laughs> it's like cold water. That's not great. So thank you, Horror Central, for the question. Perfect Child of Bacon is a brilliant... Uh, you should do a parody. Yeah. If, if some artist is listening to this right now, draw that. <laughs> draw that or fuck, d- direct it as a parody of his shit. Uh, next up, we have uh, Stofi Ozen Henenlauter. I love the name Henenlauter. Henenlauter, I know. I don't know if that's like your real name or a screen name, but Henenlauter, yeah. I was thinking about our boy. Frank Henenlauter. Frank Henenlauter. Now, I appreciate the question, but man, I can't read these words. Uh-oh. Moi Mukalot. <laughs> I'm sure I butchered that. <laughs> and I apologize. I recently saw the movie Southbound, and I don't feel home in this world, and got floored or surprised that David Yao from the band Jesus Lizard was in both movies and did a great job as a sleazeball. So what musicians do you guys think has made good roles and bad, embarrassing roles? By the way, you got my name right in the last episode. Woo! You did it. Points in my book. You got it, John. I did it. Uh, I can't. I'm having, I'm having a hard time thinking about fucking. I got the. I got the name. I got the name. I got the name. I got the. I got the. I got the name. I got the name right. Woo! God damn. <laughs> <laughs> you lose your things. Um, I'm having a hard time thinking of musicians and movies right musicians now. Musicians and movies. I mean, uh, I, for I mean, me, it's like the movie isn't even good. The movie's actually really bad. Yeah. And the person is now very problematic. Yes. But uh, <laughs> Marilyn Manson in uh, Let Me Make You a Martyr. Yeah. Was great, actually. He was the best part of the movie. Like, I was stunned how good he was in that movie. I mean, like, he's definitely a problematic figure now, but you can definitely go listen to him on Donda. Donda? <laughs> the Kanye West album. He's on that? Yes. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, His weird Christian album. Johnny Cash. Ooh, okay. I think the movie's called Five Minutes to Live. Okay. It's a movie where he plays basically like a hitman. And he's, like, holding this lady hostage for ransom money. Okay. And uh, it's the movie's just her and him in this room as he kind of accosts her waiting for the ransom money. And, like, he just, like, plays the guitar and, like, sings, like, horrible songs to her. Like, you got five minutes to live. Oh, my God. And he's awesome in the movie. It's a really cool movie. I haven't seen it in years, but I remember it being really cool. Dude, Johnny Cash is fucking awesome. Yeah, so I highly recommend that movie. Um... Caught on Turner Broadcast back in the day. Remember they yeah. used to do their Turner Underground? Yeah, that was cool. So good. I got so many cool movies there. I know uh, <laughs> Yoko Ono was in a movie. Oh, yeah? Yes, there's some controversy recently because people thought a scene from it was real. You remember this? Oh, yeah, the dead body. Yeah. In that... Um Nexpo video. Yeah, but what was it? It was Corey Feldman. It was a Corey Feldman like music video. Oh, Shamona. Corey fucking Feldman. 2.0. <laughs> Dude, 
Corey Feldman is he's he, a weirdo, man. He needs help. He does. <laughs> like I know everyone like loves to fucking pick at the album he did and shit like that. But he fucking needs help. Yeah, he's a he's in a bad way. Oh god, it's it's horrible. I remember back in the day. There was a zombie movie. I remember Dead Pit talking about this. Okay. Nor do I know if I ever saw the movie. I just remember thinking the name was fucking hilarious. <laughs> there was a rapper by the name of Sticky Fingers. Who <laughs> <laughs> was in a zombie movie. I couldn't tell if it was good or not. I just remember the name Sticky Fingers and think it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sticky Fingers. I think it was one of the House of the Dead movies. Oh. Maybe House of the Dead. Or maybe one of the Night Alone Dead remakes, you know. How many remakes of the movie are there? Dude, there's so many. Because it's public domain. Anybody can make a Night Alone Dead movie. Oh, fuck. Sticky Fingers. That's that's a name. I can't think of any fucking musicians right now. My rap name would be Gooey Joints. (laughs) Gooey Joints? That's disgusting. (laughs) Disgusting and horrific. (laughs) Oh, my God. I feel like... What about um, David Bowie and Labyrinth? I haven't seen Labyrinth. Hell, shit. That's another movie to add to the list of movies that I'm sub- <laughs> I haven't seen. You know, David Bowie's in Twin Peaks Firewalk with me for like five minutes. Is he? He just like shows up and says something and he's gone. That's awesome. I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I love David Bowie. Trent Reznor's in uh, the show, but he's just performing. Oh, that's good. I know it. Uh, I don't remember if it's Twin Peaks or what show. Uh, there's definitely a show that featured uh, Magruder Grand. That's Twin Peaks. Oh, is it Twin Peaks? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Magruder Grand fucking rocks. Well, Matt's a loser, but I gave you some good ones. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. Thank you, Stofi. Ozon Hennenlotter. You are the man. Next up. You're the man now, dog. You're the man now, dog. Unless you're a lady, then you're the lady. <laughs> you're the lady now, dog. <laughs> I don't know why I even said that. It was so stupid. <laughs> Raw one. Ever hear that interview with Fred Vogel where he says the scariest thing he's ever seen was a dead body at the fish show? I did not hear this. No, I did not either. <laughs> Makes me laugh all the time. I'm drawing bra- uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm drawing blanks on deep questions for this week. I guess I had too many cups of steamed mayonnaise. No. <laughs> Which, by the way, I got a message. I don't know if you saw this in uh, on on the Instagram okay, about dude. someone saying that they too, while listening to us talk about the uh, gross cups, the dirty cups, yeah, began to gag. Really? Yeah. Thank God I'm not the only person <laughs> that that makes sick. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. it makes me sick. It makes me sick. <laughs> Uh, no, I have not. I did not hear the interview where Fred Vogel said that the worst thing he ever saw was a dead body at a fish show. I can believe it. I could definitely believe someone died at a fish show. If you watch the Channel Five uh, fish show thing, they went to. Dude, they're taking balloons to the neck. It's insane. Just huffing nitrous, dude. Oh like God. you read about. It's insane. It's insanity. They're just walking around with these big ass balloons, just sucking on them. In. And they're like, eventually they're like gnawed out because of it. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Then there's that like punk rock show he also went to. They're also taking balloons to the neck. I'm like, yeah. I didn't realize nitrous was such a big drug. I didn't either. Is it a big drug or is it just within like certain communities? The whippet community. The whippet community. <laughs> is there a community for whippets? 
Oh, good morning. And fuck Fucking love Channel 5. Steam mayonnaise. That's disgusting. We think steam mayonnaise would be like horrible. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> thank you, Ryan, for the question. Yeah, as thank always. you. You are awesome. Spooky Celluloid. It's your boy. Says, hello, you butter-loving, cum-guzzling Tennessee citizens. All right, you motherfucker. <laughs> Listen now. <laughs> Getting to go to Fantasia and shit. Yeah. Getting to go to Fantasia. I always want to go to Fantasia. Yeah. I watched a documentary back in the day called In the Belly of the Beast. Yeah. About, like, I think it's like the late, mid to late 90s. Maybe early 90s. It had to be early 90s because the gun for Jennifer was there. Yeah. But it's about Fantasia Film Festival in the early 90s. Yes. And it's got a gun for Jennifer, subconscious cruelty. Oh my god! Um, aftermath, dust devil, and um, an early screening of uh, the Manson family. Oh shit! And it's all about like just them like talking about being independent filmmakers and what it takes to be an independent filmmaker and like getting your movie screened and shit like that. That's fucking wild. It's actually it was a special feature on the DVD of the Manson family from Dark Sky. Oh, really? And it's, no, no, no. Uh, Deputy Dawn. Deputy Dawn. Yeah. And it's really good. It's a really great documentary called In the Belly of the Beast. Um, I think I have that DVD. It's really good. Since I didn't want to be a negative Nancy this week, <laughs> my question is, what is your favorite Criterion release? Ooh. And then this son of a bitch, Francis. I thought you blocked that motherfucker. I tried. What what happened? They didn't make a new account or some shit? Must have. Oh, motherfucker. What do you say? Don't be positive with these piss bitches. Or piss babies. Piss bitches. Piss bitches. Piss babies. Well, uh, listen here. Listen here, motherfucker. I bet you spread margin on your balls. <laughs> Fucking cuck. Hey, yo. Damn. Calling him out. Calling hey, him now, out. I will say you're king chairman now, but... Listen. <laughs> Get off my ass. <laughs> uh, favorite Criterion releases. Uh, whew, that's tough. There's a lot of really good ones. There's definitely a lot that I would like to get, but I never have the money when the sales happen to get them. <laughs> yeah. Like the Godzilla box. Oh, I want that Godzilla box. But it's not even really a box. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's like, like, I have a friend who has it. It's like a big-ass book. Yeah. Um, out of the ones I own... Uh, probably the do the right thing, but uh, big ass box I got sent over there. Yeah, that one is cool. Um, probably Seven Samurai. Yeah, like not only is it just like one of my all time favorite movies, mm-hmm. but like the set is ridiculous. Like it's huge. It's probably one of the biggest Criterion sets I own. Really? Yeah, for sure. Either it or Vampire. Which Vampire is another one which I fucking adore that movie and That's that great. movie and that release is so fucking good. Absolutely. Uh, they're not living dead release was very good as well. Oh, the transfer was great. Um, I will say like again, not not to be a little negative now, but the new Pink Flamingos release, I like the slipcover. Mm. The art itself, I'm not a fan of. Yeah, the 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 box art. It looks so. It looks way too simplistic. I get what they're trying to do, but mm. I don't know. I just don't think it works. No, but I, the transfer's really good. Uh, we popped oh. and looked at it a little bit and it, it looks very good. And we compared it to the old DVD. And it looks way better. Yeah. <laughs> way better. It's night and day. Absolutely. Uh, another one, it's not a crazy release or anything, but it's just, I'm so glad that somebody put it out. Yeah. It's come and see. Come, yeah. Just because that movie deserved 
its place in the sun, and it's finally getting that, and you know, like it's actually like blowed up a lot. Yeah, like you see it on like lists of like all oh, the greatest movies ever made and stuff. Now. I've seen many video essays about it too. It's such a good movie, man. If you've never seen Come and See, you have to watch Come and See. Absolutely, one of the best movies we've ever reviewed. Uh, I'll shout out a documentary that I, I don't know if it's that popular or not. But again, I know this has negative connotation now. But the thin blue line, the thin blue line, yeah. We watched that, but I fell asleep. Yes, you were at work and got your ass beat, and then we decided to watch it, and then you slumped. Yeah, not that it's, it's a bad movie. Like what I saw, it seemed good. It was just it's it's a great documentary, and it predates so like Making a Murderer while also doing and Paradise Lost, but while doing the same. It's also what of. the first documentaries to ever use like recreations and shit. Yeah, like would go on to be like a super inspiration to like Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, Dark Side of the Ring. Um, the documentaries we that that I mentioned as well. Mm. Uh, I do think it definitely takes more of a neutral narrative and that it doesn't know who did what until the end. Yeah, it don't point the finger as bad as like something like Maker the Murderer. Yeah. Which even like like Paradise Lost, which we will get to one day. Oh, for sure. I don't know when, but we will. Uh, one of these days, we will... Watch those movies about child murder. That's going to be so fun. I love um, those movies, though. They're great, yeah. That's the thing. is like, you're like, oh, it's going to be so fun. I genuinely love those movies. Like, I know they're tough. Yeah. And the subject matter is hard. Yes. But, man, those movies are so good. The first Paradise Lost like, Even is... if you like, even if you're like, they're so biased, which they are. Yeah. I still think they're so good. <laughs> they're just yeah. so entertaining, you know? Uh, I, that's kind of how I feel with making a murderer to an extent. Yeah, for sure. Don't watch the second season, though. Like, it's, it's such a shit, shit show that you can't help but be entertained by it. No, definitely. Um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of movies they've put out and brought light to. Yeah, Criterion, I mean, I think, you know, they don't need our praise that much. No. Everybody knows Criterion's good. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'll, I'll say also, among this is a bit random, but I would say they are the Criterion of just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> of weirdo cinema and that's uh, Mondo Macabro Mondo Macabro cause they will unearth some of the fucking weirdest Lady shit Terminator is an anomaly dude Mystics and Bali Mystics and Bali yeah and Alucarda mm. like fuck the, the, their releases are insane but uh yeah thank you Spooky Celluloid and again if you're not sub to Spooky Celluloid what are you doing dude what are you doing with your life he puts work into that shit, and he's funny. He's working on a really cool video coming up. Yeah, that uh, he's teased on his Instagram, which follow him there too. Yeah, he's watching a lot of Jess Franco movies. That's what I'll say. Yeah, a lot of Jess Franco. Movies. A lot. However, fuck Francis. Yeah, who's this fucking Francis guy? <laughs> Jamie Gillis's ass. I'm gonna sit around right his face and shit. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is scum vomit. <laughs> What up, dudes? Hope you guys are doing good and life isn't sucking too bad right now. Well, well, um, I mean, we're alive. Yesterday was fun. Yesterday was fun, yeah, and then the cruel reality of life kicked back in the day. Was wondering, Terminator 1 and 2 or RoboCop 1 and 2? Which do you guys prefer or like more? And who do you think would win in a fight? We'll start there. He has another question. Okay, this is going to be really weird. Again, I 
love the first uh, first two Terminators. They're both great movies. Yeah, they're fucking amazing. But but I agree with this. I agree with the sentiment one hundred percent. The first RoboCop. Yep. is fucking amazing. Yep. It's and RoboCop two ain't bad. It's good too. I have not. I don't think I've seen RoboCop two. RoboCop three is ass. We don't talk about that. It's also PG thirteen. Oh. It's also Fred Decker who yeah. did Night of the Creeps and uh, uh, Monster Squad. What the fuck? But like the studio, like you know, kinda neutered it. it. Yeah, took yeah. it from him. You know. But RoboCop one and two are both awesome movies. But RoboCop one is so fucking good. It like it, it ticks all the boxes for me. Like. Mm-hmm. It's got action. Yeah. It's got fucking and android robot fucking policeman. It's got comedy. It's got comedy. It's got social commentary. Dystopian mm-hmm. shit. It takes it's all weird. That. Yeah, it's very weird. It's got odd stop animation. Yes. It's just a fucking masterpiece, man. I fucking love that movie. And I love Terminator 1 too, but I definitely like RoboCop, the first one, more yeah. than I like Terminator 1 and 2. So I'd yeah. have to go with RoboCop for sure. As yeah. far as who would win in a fight, I mean, it's hard to beat the Terminator, though. Yeah. He's kind of unstoppable. Pretty much. I, I mean, mean, you got to either melt him or crush him, right? Yeah. <laughs> Even then, he's managed, managed to find a way to fucking come back. Yeah. So. So. Probably Terminator. Yeah, Terminator. <laughs> in a fight, definitely Terminator. But they're definitely, it's going to be a fight for the ages. Also, been getting back into wrestling recently. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That's probably way too loud. Recipes headphone users. Watching old WWF Attitude Era matches and have been really getting into death matches. Um, before you get into the death match stuff. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay. And wanted to get some recommendation from you guys and want oh, to shit. know what's the wildest shit you've ever seen New Jack do to someone. Thank oh, you, fuck. <laughs> thank you, dudes, for the, doing this podcast. It helps get through shit days, and I know it gives everyone something to look forward to. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Skull Vomit. <laughs> death matches. Dude, I, I fucking... I mean, you're asking some death match marks right here. I fucking love watching death matches. We've watched more death match tournaments than we could probably... We probably should admit to on air. For sure. I mean, we like just wrestling in general. Yeah. But death matches... I don't know. I, I can't say they're my favorite subgenre of wrestling. No. But it's definitely, like, something I love to watch. Like, the, the thing is, like, when it comes to wrestling, I'm just a wrestling fan. Like, every style of wrestling I enjoy to an extent. As far as matches you should watch, TOD2, Nick Mondo versus Zandig. Oh, my fucking God. It has one of the most insane fucking bumps ever. Yeah. That should have never been created, but it was going to the next match that we'll, uh, I'll mention here. And that's Joey Janela and Zandig. TOS1. Fucking... It's insane. Uh, TOD one, wife beater versus Nick Mondo. Which I know some people are going to hear some of these names of these people and be like, "What the fuck?" But yeah, wife beater Nick Mondo is disgusting. Not technically a death match in the fact that they don't use any glass or weaponry, but it might as well be a death match because they nearly die, or one of them does. Uh, IWA Mid South Necro Butcher versus Samoa Joe. Dude. <laughs> He beats the fuck out of Samoa. So, I mean, Necro. So good, though. God, I love that match. It's one of my favorite matches. Um, oh, fuck. Uh, Sexy Eddie versus Arsenal from TOD 3 or 4. That one's really good. I think it's Maybe TOD five. 6, Danny Havoc and Scotty Vortex. Oh, yeah. The the latter match. That match is gross. So good. Uh, Danny versus Brain Damage as well. Yeah. And I think it's next year's tournament. It's fucking awesome. Uh, Thumbtack Jack versus DJ Hod. Whoa, that one's bad. That one is one of the most, like, even as, well, we're pretty hardened. Mm-hmm. 
This match is vile. Yeah. They do things in this match that a human being should not do to another one in a even in a consensual matter. <laughs> he sticks fucking needles into DJ Hyde's head and proceeds to take a cinder block and just bonk him with it. And dude. just smash it into the fucking needles in his head. Vile. Fucking um, disgusting. Yeah. For sure, another one for me that's in the same vein, and one of the guys that was problematic nowadays okay. is uh, Thumbtack Jack versus yeah. Drake Younger in the Saw Death match from oh, WXW. God. That match is horror, horrific, too. That's a nightmare match. Again, they pull out a board and just pour syringes on it. Just buff on it. And, uh, uh, <laughs> t- terrible. Terrible thing. Here's what I would recommend for sure Scum of Vomit. Yeah. Three shows. Three whole shows that you should watch yeah. to help you get into death matches. Modern death matches in particular. They're all three GCWs. Yep. But they're not any of the tournament survivals, actually. Although mm. Tournament Survival Six is a masterpiece. Oh yeah. But the Untouchables, four hundred degrees. And uh, they said it couldn't be done. They said it couldn't be done is fucking incredible. Those three are some of the are three of the best deathmatch shows I've ever seen. They're all three deathmatch heavy too. Yeah, they have normal matches on them as well, but they're very deathmatch heavy and feature some of my favorite deathmatches of all time: Miedo Extremo versus Alex Colon, mm-hmm. Ciclope versus Joey Janela, Schlack versus Eric Ryan, yeah. G Raver versus Scotty Vortex. G Raver's bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Crane versus Nick Gage. Oh, it's f- insane. Um, I'll throw in a very, very modern one that I think I'm pretty sure happened this year. Uh, it's very gnarly from uh, WrestleMania weekend. I, th- I think I think it was this year. Uh, Sawyer Wreck versus Brandon Kirk. Yeah, they use like razor blades and shit in that match, and it's it's rough. It's brutal, but it's, but it's fucking yeah. great. Yeah, that's some. Um, I mean. Yeah, and then like just you know familiarize yourself with those names, especially yeah. guys like Alex Colon, Jun Kasai, Abdullah Kobayashi. Yeah. Just go watch those guys' matches because they're all fucking good. <laughs> oh, Schlack, Nick Gage from they said, said it, it couldn't, couldn't be, be done. done. The prison death, death match, match. <laughs> where it starts with him trying to shank fucking Schlack, yeah. and he's like, ah, oh, I got you, bitch. I got phone books. <laughs> <laughs> that match rules. Oh my god, it's insane. But uh, thank you, Scum Vomit, for the question. As always, yes. we very much appreciate it. We got a lot this week. Deathmatch wrestling fucking rules. It does. Next up, Hal Monastone. Hi, I hope everything is magical. It's not. <laughs> But I appreciate it. <laughs> Are there any musicals that you could recommend that fit Ooh. into the extreme cinema? Oh. And who in the underground would you love to see make a musical? The album recommendation this time around is Business as Usual from 1988 by EPMD. Some funky beats and some funny rhymes. Enjoy the summer and drive up that rainbow. Hmm. Why um, are there so many songs about rainbows? <laughs> Musical extreme movies. I can't think of anything. I mean, there's. it's not extreme by any means, but it's also kind of dark, especially towards the end of the movie, but and in the apocalypse. And the apocalypse. Actually, I have one. Yeah? 
Dancer in the Dark. Oh, yeah. By Lars von Trier. <laughs> I need to watch that. It's got a Bjork in it. Yes. Bjork, Bjork. It's not extreme, necessarily. Like, it's not like, it's not what you think of when you think Lars von Trier. You think Antichrist and yeah. I said Jack Bell. But it's one of the saddest movies I've ever watched in my life. Oh, Since she's, she's like going blind and she's trying, oh, her son's going blind. I can't remember. Someone's going blind and she tries to raise some money for her dying son or something like that. It's just, oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. Again, that's one that's on my list. And I need to watch Antichrist, too. Yeah. Sitting over here. Yeah. Dancer in the Dark. That's probably the number one answer. I'm sure there's probably something out there. It's definitely... Uh, I. It's been put on a lot of disturbing lists, Dancer in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably more out there, but I yeah. can't... I don't think I've ever seen them. I haven't, I haven't either. Yeah. Like <laughs> I I I used to hate musicals because mm-hmm. I was like I don't I don't I don't get it. But then I watched Rocky Horror for the first time and my life was fucking changed. <laughs> so who in the underground would make a good musical? The first one popped in my head was like Dustin Mills. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean he just has that style, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, him or like Lucky Soretti. Yeah, Lucky would do a really good musical as well. I feel like Brian Papa Andrea. Could you? Im- I mean, he kind of did a little bit with yeah. um, Feaster Sunday. Yeah, it's kind of it's a got, musical. It's got musical stuff in it. Like it's yeah. not a musical, but it, like it like it's ba- about a musical. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, it's about a musical that features musical segments. Yeah. So, could you imagine if August Underground was a musical? That'd be incredible. <laughs> like, it, like you take the found footage aspect away from it, and it's just like on a stage. Yeah. Where they're just doing these horrific things to people, and they just have these songs in between. That'd be sick. <laughs> Somebody needs to do that now. <laughs> yeah, someone doesn't need to do that now. <laughs> That'd be so weird. Thank you, Hal. Hope you're enjoying your summer as well. It is so hot here today. It isn't even funny. So hopefully it's not that bad. I literally bad. Walked, up, walked outside recently. And my fucking glasses fogged up. It was so hot. Shit sucks. Shit does suck. <laughs> Fuck summer. Fuck it. Next up is J.K. Birch. J.K. Birch. Catch any good shows this summer? Just got home from Geffel Metal Festival. Where I saw a sick reunion of the original Entombed. Holy shit. That all living original members, guest appearances by Scott Carlson from Apulsion and fucking Kronos from Venom. What the fuck? Of all people. And saw Unleashed and Exodus was who were equally sick. I'm fucking jealous. Yeah, that's sick. We actually didn't get much this summer, to be honest with you. We're getting shit this fall, though. That's what I was about to say. We're getting some crazy shit this fall, and Dude, I am so ready. Fucking Cannibal Corpse is going to be here in December, December, which is not fall. but Sans any cancellations due to whatever. Yeah. Cannibal Corpse, mm-hmm. along with Dark Funeral and Immolation. Holy shit. Uh, Sanguishizgabog. Yeah. As well as the Acacia Strain. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Oceano and Carnifex. Yeah. Dying fetus and knocked loose. <laughs> it's fucking gnarly. Uh, is there what else am I forgetting? I feel like I'm forgetting something. Uh, uh fit for an autopsy. Yeah. Um, Rivers of Nile. Rivers of Nile. Yeah. Again, again, there's probably gonna be more announced before we fucking post this episode. For me, Cannibal Corpse is the big one. Yeah. Because I've never seen Cannibal Corpse live. No. You know. You say what you will about them. I know they kind of like for some reason all of a sudden kind of got like a negative. Like following, where people are like, oh, they're actually not that good. 
But I love Cannibal Corpse. <sighs> I've heard people say the oh, the ACDC of death metal. Yeah. It's like no, they're not. Listen, they're fucking listen to their fucking shit. It's not same riff, different day bullshit. But one of the ones I'm most excited for is uh, Sangui Shigabog. I'm not sure exactly how you say it, but Sangui Shigabog. Sangui Shigabog. Did it shit. Clarice on God. Don't take a shit. Please don't. Don't take a shit. Wait, he's creeping in that box right now. It's scary. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a wild fall, and I'm ready for it. Yeah. It's been a while since we went to a show. I think Gojira was our last show. Yeah, which was last, last year. year. Yeah. Last fall. Just nothing came around this summer. No. Nothing really. I mean, nothing that got me so excited. Is like, I got to go. There were, like I remember uh, for, I think it was like North Carolina, they announced Carcass, and I was like, man, if it wasn't fucking North Carolina. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite bands. Whitechapel was supposed to play, but I don't even know that happened because of what happened with the other band. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, that was supposed to happen, but uh, as I lay dying, literally died. Yeah, they broke up. They fucking <laughs> broke up before the, store, the, the tour started, which is fucking insane. But uh, thank you, JK, bitch, and man, I am, I am beyond I'm so jealous. jealous. Entombed. That's fucking insane. The left-hand path. Left-hand path is amazing. Good shit, dude. Next up is Shock and Schlock. Hey, yo. It's your boy. It's your boy. It's totally twatted himself. Oh, he, you about made me throw up. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and if again, if you're not subscribed to Shock and Schlock, what are you doing with your life? Yes. Go do that. Also you, go support Banana Box Releasings. If you want some uh, some some in-depth looks and reviews to some of cinema's weirdest as well as grossest fucking... He's a scholar of pornography. That is for sure. Whether it be J.A.V. or... Jamie Gillis. Yeah, Jamie Gillis. <laughs> Which I, he posted a video about the walking toilet bowl. Bless today. you for watching that. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best action scene in film history? Oh, man. And why is it the I Need a Hero scene from Shrek 2? <laughs> <laughs> Shrek 2. Love the pod, you degenerates. <laughs> oh. Shrek. Somebody wants to be. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I haven't seen Shrek 2 since it came out. So I don't remember shit about Shrek 2. Dude, I don't remember anything about Shrek 2. I remember the action set piece in Shrek 1. Dude, where they fucking, the uh, wrestling Yeah. Oh, man. That was fun as fuck. Dude. I saw her favorite clotheslines. Um, oh. actually, best action set piece in film history. Uh, my my one of my personal favorites is old boys hallway scene. Hallway scene, yeah, it's that's, so good. He comes off the elevator holding the guy, and it's just a fucking brawl. And then, like, and I love the way it's done too, where it's not just like clean. Which yeah. I love that shit too, of course. Oh yeah, kung fu shit. But like, this is like nasty, gritty. Like he's getting beat up. Oh yeah, they're whipping his ass at points, and he's whipping their ass. And then my favorite part too is like he gets gets through all of them, and then he goes to the the door, and then there's just more fucking people waiting on him. He's just like, God Shit. damn it! <laughs> That's great. That's a great shout. Um, <laughs> anything from the raid? Anything from the raid? The one that pops in my mind. Or actually, earlier we were talking about Terminator Two. Yeah. The motorcycle big rig chase. Oh yeah, is fucking fantastic. But uh. Man, Police Story One. Oh my God, that's some of the best action set pieces ever. The 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 opening bus segment is rough, but I love the mall one when uh, mm. he's going through he's going through all the panes of glass. Dude, it's so cool. Doing down the fucking bar. That legit fucked him up too. Fucked his hands it? up bad. Yeah. But yeah, that scene is like, man, it's so good. It's insane. Jackie Chan. 
I mean, <laughs> does that need to be said? No, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> still, Jackie Chan chef's kiss. <sighs> Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> don't forget to eat the microphone. But yeah, like you said, the raid. Yeah, the whole movie, the raid. So many action set pieces. Mm. I remember there's some action set pieces in like RoboCop too. Oh, for sure. Um, come on, brain. Uh, Street Fighter Two. <laughs> Street Fighter Two. Well, it's Street Fighter the movie, but Street Fighter Two. Oh, Street Fighter the movie. Yeah. Why did you say Street Fighter Two? Because. It's called Street Fighter the movie, dog. Well, yeah, but it's based on Street Fighter 2. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> it's not based on Street Fighter 1. I don't care what anyone says. Street Fighter the movie is fun as fuck. Oh, you know what's one? What's that? Bloodsport. Dude. Bloodsport rules. Oh, no. Hearts on fire. Also, shout out to oh, fucking no. Deathmatch Rosser Akira. Deathmatch Rosser Akira who comes out to that fucking song. Gotta fight to survive. Kumate, 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 Kumate. I'll tell you what uh, movie has action set pieces I fucking hate. That's uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, yeah. They just fly into fucking walls and it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. Why are you always going to go negative? I'm sorry. I'm over here talking about Bloodsport and you're bringing up Freddy vs. Jason. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm a piece of shit. But yeah. my favorite probably is Police Story. Yeah. I fucking... That... Oof. It's the choreography great. in that is insane. Just insane. Mm-hmm. But thank you, Schlock and Schlock, for the question. Yeah, Go follow you. him on Instagram. Follow him on YouTube. Follow Banana Box releasing. Yes. Banana Box is releasing some, some wild shit. Ba- ba- banana na. Banana Box. Ba- <laughs> banana na. Banana Box. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Banana Banana Box. <laughs> DMCA. You can use that. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> feel free to use that for your menu. <laughs> Like, you know, like the beginning of, like, the movie? Yeah. Like, with, like, the company's logo, like, Vinegar yeah. Syndrome has... <laughs> Vinegar Syndrome has the... Pow, 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 yeah. Pow, right? <laughs> he just, like, starts fading in. Banana box. Banana box. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking incredible. <laughs> Thank you, Shock Shlock. Next you. up, the People's Mikey. Howdy, my dudes. I'm so, planning to buy a new shelf this weekend since my collection is getting huge. Huge. Usually when I buy new movies, I just throw them on the shelf. I'm thinking of making it more organized. and was wondering how you guys organize your shelves. Are all DVDs and Blu-rays in alphabetical order? Do you have them separated by genre or director? Would appreciate the advice. Looking forward to this week's episode. I've seen Plank Face on Tubi and thought it was a solid film. Hope you gents have a good one. Uh, thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Cheers. Um, John's definitely the one to talk about this more. Yeah, you got, you got chaos right now, which technically I got pretty much chaos right now as well. Well, it's also because, like, my collection was pretty small at first. Now it's grown. And it's grown so much that I've, I'm out of space. Yeah. I, gotta, I, right now, I'm out of space, too. I am working on getting new shelving yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, I actually have a few ways I organize my shit. Yes. I have a section that's kind of set off to itself that's all companies I collect. Yeah. So stuff like Arrow, stuff like Vinegar Syndrome, Severin, Montecabro, yeah. you know, stuff like that. 88 now. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have 
my DVDs and my Blu-rays separate. Yeah. Just because I, I, I don't know. I just think it's... I'm a big about aesthetics when it comes to my collection. Yeah. Which don't... You know, I mean, I don't know if... I don't think it's necessary for everybody to go this way. Hmm. But I really like it when everything kind of lines up evenly. So, yeah. like, if you put your Blu-rays in with your DVDs, it's going to go, like, DVD, DVD, ooh, Blu-ray, and it's going to jump down. Yeah. That bothers me. So, I just want to look at it and see it, like, shirt across. That's probably just some ODCD shit. <laughs> probably. But then, like, once I get out of the companies I collect, which I also separate them by Blu-ray and DVD as well. Yeah. As well as box sets, slip covers, and still books. <laughs> yes. Which, organizing uh, the shit with John is hell on earth sometimes because there's just, like, the, peti- the, the peculiar, like, little things that you have to, like, figure out. Okay. So, like, it's made organizing way easier in the future. Oh, yeah. But, fuck. So, like, for instance, like, okay, you go to my arrow section. I have all my box sets first. Yeah. Then it goes into the steel books because I have a few Arrow steel books. Mm-hmm. Then it goes into the Blu-rays with slip covers. Yeah. And then it finishes with Blu-rays without slip covers and the couple DVDs I got. Yeah. That's how I organize my companies. Yeah. For my regular, just regular movies, it's just Blu-rays and DVDs separate in alphabetical order. Like I said, that's probably just some OCD shit. And I don't think I have OCD, but it definitely when it comes to that for some reason. <laughs> like when I look at it, I just want it to look clean. I do understand if that. If it looks messy, I start getting, like, anxious. <laughs> uh, I pretty much just put my in alphabetical order. Yeah. Which, uh, for me, that's just easier. And I don't have that problem necessarily. I've definitely got to fix up my book collection, though. Yeah, that it's shit's a fucking mess. But it looks like your average book collection. Though. I normally, like, when I see some people's book collections, they usually look like this. No. You know? <laughs> yeah, it kind of has that aesthetic, but yeah. I also have just random shits in them where they run out, too. Yeah. But, like, you know, I've seen people separate their by company, by director, by year. Yeah. You know? I could not do it by year. That'd be tough. And by director? Imagine if you only had, like, one movie by a certain director. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be like, fuck it. I think Spooky has this separating some by country as well. Yes. Like Italy, Germany, and stuff like that. Which I imagine, like, that would be easier than director even, though. Yeah, for sure. Unless there's, like, unless you wanted to, like, put all, like, okay, like, my favorite director is Takashi and Mike. I want to put all yeah. my Takashi and Mike together. Which you could do that. Yeah. I'm not going to, because that's not the way I co- organize my collection. Especially if you were, like, okay, this is supposed to be an arrow, and now I've got to take that Ooh, over here. Just think about that. It makes my anxiety go up. <laughs> 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 but ultimately, like when I, my recommendation for like when it comes to organizing your movies is do it the way that's going to make it easier for you to find what you're looking for. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than going to your collection. And be like I know I have this. Yeah. Where the fuck is it? <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's why I go by alphabetical. Like the other day, I was like, I know I have Reanimator. Yeah. I was looking all over for it. It was in the Blu-rays. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why don't I have a good edition of this? I just have the image Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> the, the also the cover. For the Arrow Blu-ray of Reanimator, it looks really nice. Yeah, it does. Um, I don't know why I've never just picked that up. I've I've got so much shit I need to upgrade, mm. and stuff. Honestly, I need to purge. Try not to upgrade. And just recently, I started purging stuff. It's yeah. Like, am I ever gonna watch this? If no, then it's gotta go. Yeah. Unless it's a collection thing, you know. Yeah. If it's like in a series or something yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah. or if it's a company I collect, I'm not gonna get rid of that shit either. Yeah, it's like a lot of the DVDs I have that I have upgraded versions of. I gotta get get rid of them. Yeah, 
yeah, good luck with that, people's Mikey. It uh, eh, you know, it's all about. It's all by honestly, choice. it's one of the worst things about cleaning. Yeah, is the organizing, because usually I'll let mine sit for a while before I put it up on the shelf. And uh, yeah, it's a bad idea. What are you looking at? A fucking DVD I got for uh, Creep Tales is just sitting right there. That's been like that for days. Has it? Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> I need to go over here. <laughs> fuck. So we got one more question, and uh, last but not least is V Bevy. V Bevy. Hi guys, any spooky events you plan on going to in the near future? Spooky events. Spooky events. Hmm. Fortunately, we don't get a lot of really cool spooky events around here. I mean, there is like the haunted your haunted house stuff. Yeah, which can be really fun. Around here, you get two kinds of haunted houses. Yes, you get like your professional haunted houses. And then you get them backwoods, haunted barns, and corn mazes, baby. We started where you got Uncle Jim jumping out with a chainsaw going, boogie, boogie, boogie. <laughs> dude, dude, as someone who's worked at a haunted house, and then, like, I worked at Frightmare Manor. Yeah. And then going to, like, a rinky-dink one, <laughs> you just realize that they're all fucking chainsaw fests. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, we can't actually scare someone, so let's just have a chainsaw and chase them. Come on but, down to Haunted Holler. The haunted holler. The haunted holler. You be spitting chew for days. <laughs> you spit chew at your ass. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be so scared you swallow your chew and shoot at your ass. <laughs> <laughs> your cousin Bill will salt swallow his cigarette. <laughs> Man, there's some wild. There definitely is some wild haunted houses around. Here. I have so many fucking stories of being working at a haunted house and fucking uh, going to haunted attractions because that shit's just fucking wild. That that world is unlike anything else. There it's was so one fun. one time where like. It was put on by, like, a ballet school, I think. Oh, my God, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> so, like, you go through it, and it's all very art. They're being they're trying way too hard to be artistic, and it's not scary. No. And then at the very end, there's a coffin, and as you approach it, it opens. And what would you think is going to come out of that coffin, Matt? What would you expect? The thing is, I know. Yeah, but what would you expect? Uh, like, I don't know. Like, so, some dude probably with a chainsaw. Some dude with a chainsaw. <laughs> a zombie. Yeah. Crypt keeper. The devil. Anything. Anything. It was the fucking Burger King. I keep the goddamn Burger King on the coffin. That's insanity. I've okay. I'm then there was a chainsaw guy at the end. Oh, of course. <laughs> That's the cheapest way of getting someone is the chainsaw guy at the end. <laughs> yeah, the Burger King came out of the coffin. I have, a, I have it your way. Dude, I went to this haunted forest that's near our, near us. Mm. And they had two kids out front, right? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> one kid was dressed up as Chucky. And the other one was dressed up as something. I don't remember. Oh, my God. And the, kid, the other kid had a plastic knife. <laughs> It stabbed this fucking kid in the eye with the plastic knife so hard that he fell to the ground and started crying so hard. Oh, and my God. it took everything in my being oh. not to be a piece of shit and oh. not laugh my ass off. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, that I happened. forgot about that. Dude, it was so oh fucked. Oh, my God, dude. Woo! And then the haunted forest itself was just had the Halloween soundtrack with fucking chainsaws, <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> 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 
I remember one time I was at a haunted forest and there was just fucking five chainsaw guys that came at me at once. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's like Resident Evil 4, like you're doing like the boss rush mode. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Dude, one of them, they had a fucking gun, a real one. They had a shotgun. They're just firing rounds off in the air. Man, Part of the haunted house. That is one of the fun things about living around here. It's just like, it's wild. Sometimes. It's wild. People wild out, man. They was, don't give a shit. No. Like, when the fucking gunfire was going off, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then I looked behind, behind me, and there he was with the shotgun. Just Yee-hoo! boom. <laughs> Oh God! One of these is like living in 2000 maniacs, dude. It, that's for true. <laughs> <laughs> like you stay in the city parts, you're fine. Yeah. You hit one back road, it's just rebel flag after dude. rebel flag after <laughs> rebel flag. You take a back road right here, all of a sudden you're like Robert E. Lee broke his musket. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> General E. Lee broke his musket on his knee. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck is this? What's going on? Oh God! Yeah. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I mean I want to go back to Knoxville Horror Film Festival because it yeah. rules. Uh, yeah. And, and you know Central Cinema, which is our local ish, it's about yeah. an hour away. Always shows really cool fucking horror movies. Oh, absolutely. And if my job didn't suck ass and I could have time, I would go. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much, V Baby, for the question. You rule. I might go to some haunted stuff. I'm not sure yet. I kind of got I kind of got out of going to those. But that was an extra long listener question, and we appreciate each and every single one of you all. You are mm-hmm. the reason we do the show, and we love you absolutely. And Thank if you, you want to join these wonderful human beings, you want to be a part of this eclectic, insanely cool group of people. Mm-hmm. You can do so. Yes, by going to sickoncinema at gmail dot com. Or, waiting to the week of the episode, we are by a weekly podcast. We'll post a lovely image that says we are taking questions you can ask in the comments below. Yes. So we're going to take five minutes here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> take five minutes. For you, it'll be like a minute. Yeah. Not even. Depends on what I play. Yeah. I haven't decided yet. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, and we'll be back to talk about Scott Shermer. Yeah, well, long uh, listener questions to... Four movies we gotta talk about this week. Lord, this is a marathon episode. Yeah, I still haven't eaten yet. I mean, you, we could do that during the break. Nah, I'd rather do it afterwards. Just get it done. I gotta edit the night too. Fuck. <laughs> but we'll be back. We'll be right back. On sick, sick on cinema. cinema. You all prevent me from killing myself. Everybody, stop listening right now. <laughs> Potamans are just a typical American family. The only thing they're missing is a pet. But have we got a surprise for them? You see, Stanley Putterman's new satellite TV has just gone on the blink. And it's drawn in a creature from outer space. Like all new pets, this one's causing a little trouble around the house. He's eating the Puttermans out of house and home. In fact, it seems like this creature will eat anything. Well, just about anything. He looked right at my studs and cooled out. This dude's into metal! Now, it's up to the kids to break the creature of its bad habits. I said shut up! But he's not responding well to discipline.
children, please. I mean you no harm. I am Pluthar, here to save you. The Padamans finally got themselves a pet, but they never even had a chance to give it a name. Terror Vision from Empire Pictures. <sighs> it's always a good way to start a segment. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Basis, like we don't want to be here. <laughs> Some days I don't, man. Some Damn. days I don't. <laughs> Some days I wake up and I look to my, I look at myself in the mirror, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Some <laughs> days I wake up and I look down, and I realize I can't see my Peter because <laughs> of my gut. And I'm like, is it really worth living? <laughs> is it really worth living? <laughs> Bend over and touch my toes and grunt louder than a. <laughs> Whore in church. <laughs> so, anyways, sometimes I wake up and just shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, anyways, it's not true, by the way. Some days, <laughs> I said it's just. Not, I said you said it's not true. Some days you wake up and just shit. I don't do that. I mean, most days I wake up, I got to shit. Well, I'm also about shitting in the bed. Oh, <laughs> I should have clarified that a little bit then. I don't do that. Anyways. Anyway. We are here to talk about the films of the mighty Scott Shermer. Yes. Who I became familiar with from his very first movie, Found. Yeah, I think a lot of people... Well, that's not his very first movie, but that's the no. first movie to get exposure. Yeah, that was the one that blew up. Like, I saw everybody yeah. online talking about it, and then eventually got a release that was in Walmart and shit. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. Scott Shermer is really good. Yes. He's very talented. I mean, I'd say that those are understatements. And uh, he's got such a unique voice in the independence. Yeah. And that, it, like, you know, I listened to his uh, Secret Top Ten with Mr. Parker, and yeah. I think he brings that, like, transgressive attitude with, like, a mainstream horror flair. Mm-hmm. To create like a very unique specimen, like this is not an insult to anyone who makes independent movies by any means. No, but Scott Shimmer stuff does not look independent. I mean, it looks like independent, but high level independent. Yeah, you know, like he really like goes out of his way to shoot his movies and stuff like that, really clean. Yeah, it, it it looks like he has a studio behind him. Yeah, when a lot of times I'd say he probably more likely doesn't. I'd say he absolutely doesn't. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know for certain. So, we're going to start God. out with the... What? <laughs> what the fuck? What, what the fuck just happened I think there? a fucking thunderstorm just came out of nowhere. Oh, well, shit, we're going to die. Here we go, uh, boys. <laughs> God. So, anyways, we're going to start with, what did you say, 2012? Yes. With the movie that kind of put him on the map. Yep. And that is Found. Yes. So, Found is a coming-of-age tale about a young boy named Marty. Yeah. Who is kind of coming to that teenage years of his life, where he's kind of trying to figure out who he is a little bit, you know. Even though it's funny to say because he's a child, but like you know, those years where you start to start to develop, you start to try to figure out who you are. Yeah, I mean that will change many more times. Oh, absolutely. Going forward, but the first time you really start to think about, you know, who you are and what your identity really is. At least for me, it's when the existential crisis came, <laughs> came in. So he's a, he's a young man who's coming of age and, you know, he's obsessed with horror and comic books and he's a seems like a cool kid. Yeah. He's very relatable, very identifiable. He's yeah. got trouble with bullies. His family's a little 
A little dysfunctional. A little dysfunctional. They're not crazy dysfunctional, but they're definitely... We're not, looking, we're not talking about the Sawyer family from no, fucking... No, <laughs> this ain't family portraits. No. <laughs> you know, this is... Fuck no. But they're definitely... They're cracks, for sure. Yeah. And the big problem that he uh, discovers is that his brother is a serial killer who kills and decaps people, decapitates people and puts their heads in his closet. Unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually his brother discovers that, he's, that Marty knows... And the film is basically about Marty trying to deal with this knowledge and what it means and what he should do about it and how it relates to him, basically. Yeah, as you said, uh, very much a coming-of-age story, but set in a not-so-great environment. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is, like, if you took out the decapitated head stuff, yeah. I still think this movie would work. Oh, yeah. Because I... I it is just that it feels like like a uh, stand by me, yeah, kind of tale where it's like about this kid who is like you know Excuse me. he's being bullied and he's being picked on and like him, you know, growing up, yeah, and, and realizing that he's gonna have to start standing up for himself and fighting back, mm -hmm. and how you and how you perceive that like whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, right? Because it does like once you like because Scott Shermer talked about on the on the commentary. I watched with the commentary this time. Mm -hmm. You know, like the first time you have to kind of like stand up and fight back. It's kind of like when you lose your innocence in a way. Yeah, which I, I think that's a really interesting way to look at it too. Something I'll say as well is this movie is a very good way of doing something you don't see too often and that's blending just drama mm -hmm. with horror yeah for sure where there's definitely horror elements scattered throughout oh for sure but i'd say like this movie through a lot of its runtime is just a drama it's, it's, a it's, a it's like 80 percent drama yeah at its core it's a family drama yeah with uh really fucked up shit in it. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Like, if you're wondering how we would cover, how come we recover this movie, is that the climax of the film, which we won't spoil, you know, we want you to go watch the movie for yourself. Yeah. Uh, the climax of the film is really fucking brutal. Yeah. And done uh, expertly as well. Yeah, it is horrific shit. The fact that everything is done through the perspective of Marty. Yeah. And though you don't see what's happening, but that somehow even makes it even worse is handled so fucking brilliantly in this movie mm -hmm. that I'm like, that's what like, you know, people talk about when they say less is more. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes I don't agree with that, you know what I mean? Sometimes I think it like depends on the film. But like when you see something like this and like it honestly like I think if you saw what was happening, it wouldn't work as well. Yeah. But because you don't see what's happening and it's all through Marty's perspective, you know, you just see what he sees, which is basically nothing. It it makes it even more harrowing. Oh, yeah. And disturbing. And like I, I've seen some like reviews online, and we we talked about this off air, but um, where people are like, oh, the acting is not good, or blah blah blah. And honestly, like it does feel like you know, in independent acting, of course, which can range for sure. Yeah, but I think that makes this movie even better because the people feel more genuine. Yeah, they feel more real. And I, one thing I will say is I do think that the kid actors in the movies actually outshine the adults. Yeah, like the kid who plays Marty definitely feels real. Yeah, and I think does a really good job in the film. Like I think it's really easy when you have a kid in the lead role of the movie for that kid to become annoying. Yeah, and like. You don't want to follow them, which you know that's talked about a lot with movies like The Babadook, the Babadook for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you know that's up to the per. You know, 
I personally found the kid very annoying, but I know why people like that movie because of that. And yeah. I understand that completely, you know. Um, but Marty's not like that. Like, Marty's, like, very likable, and he's easy to relate to because, like, you can see yourself in him. Yeah. You know, as a kid and, like, what you would do in these situations, you know. Like, M- Marty's character minus, of course, like, um, a, lot, a lot of stuff that leads up to the climax, of course. But, yeah. Um, very relatable character especially for myself mm-hmm. being a fan of horror as a kid and you know be, being into stuff that was kind of more on the fringes at the time for sure yeah where n- now it's okay to be to, to be different and be able to embrace things that you know be in love with things that are not the normal yeah at least, at least that's the way it's, I feel. It's more perceived that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. It's like, and he also gets bullied in the bathroom, which you know you could relate to that <laughs> immensely, as you've talked on this podcast before. I don't know if I consider that bullying as much as it was just <laughs> fucking shithead kids, but <laughs> fucking trying to come in the bath, come in the door. I was trying to take a shit. Yeah, I didn't shit at school for. A couple of years after that, and like you get like, and it, the movie is based on a book too, so we have to give like the writer of the books credit oh, yeah. as well. Um, but like, there's little things in it too, but like losing friendships, yeah, and stuff like that, and like, you know, it's something everybody goes through. You know, what I mean, at one yeah. point in your life, you'll you'll be really close to somebody, and you know, whether it be you just kind of fade apart or something happens that mm. separates you, you know, everybody's going to go through that. So I think that's another really relatable aspect of the film as well. That's something like I very much, you know, experienced after high school. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people you're close to and whatnot, they kind of just fade away because you're not able to be around each other anymore. Right. And there's a cool moment in that <laughs> scene too, where it's like they're watching um, horror movies, right? Yeah. And like Marty's just wanting to watch them, and the other kid's like, "Oh, this is stupid." Yeah. Like trying to be like, come on, we're too old for this. Uh, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like the separation between like, you know, you being passionate about something and someone else who like is just trying to drag you down, basically. Yeah. Um I don't know. I really like that aspect of the movie a lot. Like I feel like the film captures an atmosphere, it's very melancholic and very sad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I really fucking love this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie that the more I think about uh the more I enjoy it because it's a movie that really you know it, it captures very a lot of a lot of feelings throughout yeah. like there's moments that you could even say are kind of funny at times oh yeah for sure there's definitely comedic elements in the movie as well but at the same time it, it's just super fucking sad and, and it's funny too because it's like we're talking about this movie so much we've barely talked about like the horror aspect of it yeah you know what I mean because like the movie gets fucking extreme yes uh, if you've ever seen the movie Headless, which is the movie within the movie, mm-hmm. you know they made it into a feature length movie. Yeah. you'll know you'll get an idea of some of the things that are in the film. You know, yeah. And like we talked about the climax a little bit, like the way it's set up and the way it builds, and and the way it's done, I think is fucking incredible. And that final frame, which we definitely ain't gonna spoil that. No, you gotta watch it. But that final frame, like it only holds for just a few seconds. And I think that's brilliant. I think if it held any longer, you could like start analyzing it a little too much. But it's almost like a jump scare in a way. Like yeah. you just see it, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And then yeah. it's gone, you know. And that like like it imprints in your brain, and like you you sit there and think about it, and like, man, that's fucking horrible. <laughs> it's so yeah. fucked up, you know. There's definitely images from this movie that I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, I think this is how you do. 
you know, extreme without, uh, you know, this is how, this is how you do, how, how do I explain this? Like, again, there's definitely movies that are like, oh, shock value, yeah. right? This movie is just fucked. Oh, yeah, On sure. so many levels. On an emotional level, too. Yeah. And, like, we talked about it before, like, when we talked about, like, when we did the All Night Long series. Yeah. I talked about All Night Long, too. Like, this is the kind of extreme cinema I really love. Yeah. Not that I don't like other movies as well. Like, I like my nasty, gnarly, mm-hmm. gross fucking movies. You know what I mean? Scuzzy, skeezy shit, you know? Of course. Well, that's even, like, like a, a Serbian film, for example, right? Mm-hmm. It's like people always talk about the extreme scenes. A lot of that, like, a lot of that stuff doesn't happen until later, later on. Later in the movie, yeah. But, like, for me, like... Extreme cinema works the best when it has an emotional aspect to it. Yeah. Something like Family Portraits. Mm-hmm. Like, I would compare this film to a Douglas Buck style movie. S- Scott Schimmer's work is very much like Douglas Buck stuff. Yeah. He brings a little more whimsy to it, I feel like, than Doug Buck. Yeah, Douglas Buck's is just, like, bleak. Yeah, he's just fucking deadpan, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas with Scott Schimmer's movies, there there's moments of hope. Yeah, there's and there's m- fantastical stuff in it, too. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, 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 especially with uh, the two middle movies. They yeah. play it almost like as, like, fairy tales in a way. Yeah, like, like rim fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Found, I just think Found is an absolute masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the best indie films made. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, it's a must-watch if you've never seen it. It it definitely deserves its uh, reputation. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and and you know it got championed pretty hard when it first came out, and, and deservedly. Yeah. Because it's fucking incredible. And I wish I got in on that original DVD because that would've been really cool to have. Yeah. But you know I have the DVD that came out through. Um, was it a uh, Cobb or something like that? Yeah. It was some shitty label, but I won't call it shitty. That's not fair. But like <laughs> you know, it, it just it was just some label. Yeah. The I, reason- I do think it's due for a rediscovery. Oh. Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, like if you like stuff like Doug Buck, mm-hmm. you know, you like if you like fucking, you know, more of like the drama centric, yeah, like without the comedy happiness, you know, yeah, the more drama family oriented extreme shit. Like this is, this is one of the best. Yeah, um, get, I'm gonna go off topic for a second because you mentioned happiness. Yeah, when I first watched that, I didn't realize it was a comedy. Yeah, I've heard people say that. <laughs> so when you were like, "Oh, this is so funny," I was like, "I know it's not funny at all." I was like, "Where is this funny? Is that funny here?" But but the more I think about a lot of the segments, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's funny." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Found man, <sighs> great. It's fucking great. It is. Uh, now, said, when I say this, it's gonna sound like it's gonna sound negative. But I do not mean it negative at all. I mm-hmm. do think it's Scott's best movie. Yeah. And I, and I know it's like my name is first movie was the best movie and he never got he never made it. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that personally speaking, mm-hmm. this is my favorite movie of his. I don't know if it's my personal favorite, but this one it, it, it's definitely my number two for sure. Yeah, I don't know. This one just hits in all the right places. And like I said, in that final frame with that line, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I'll be found. Oh. It's just wow. It's just it's what I love about extreme cinema. It's that feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Makes you feel. I love that. 
and again, don't expect this to be like just hit you with your face extreme either. As you know, we've been talking. Yeah, this about. ain't Serbian film. No, this movie is not really graphic at all. The most graphic thing in the movie is them watching the movie headless. Yeah, you know the short they made for the movie that became a feature length movie. Yeah, which is also in its own right very good. Very, very good. <laughs> very, yeah. very good. You know, and you should check that out as well. Headless is actually really good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Like it's just like you know, like when it comes to like extreme and disturbing versus shocking you know of course I like my shocking shit I like yeah. shit that's gonna make me like ooh wow yeah that's gnarly you know yeah but man I love that like emotional punch I, I love movies that hit you with gut punches something like in a glass cage or possession come, possession come and see you know yeah these movies that like are disturbing in in like a like a way that like leaves you thinking and feeling, yeah. You know, it's why I got into the genre in the first place was to feel that way. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean? like to have that feeling put upon me. I again, like <laughs> the first time I watched this was actually not too long ago, about a year ago. We watched it together, and I remember you were pretty much watching me yeah. during the end. Yeah, because there's two scenes in particular. The final frame, of course, yeah. but the second reveal, the first reveal, is pretty gnarly. Yeah. But the second one, where it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. What happened? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so good. So fucking good. It's framed great. Mm-hmm. It's shot well. It, you know, like I said, the acting does range. And I do think the kids are better than the adults. Yeah. I do think that the two parents at times are a little funky, especially the dad. The dad, there's one point, like, it's not supposed to be funny, but he fucking nearly kills me. When him and the older son, the, you know, the, the killer. Steve. Steve, yeah. They get into an argument. He's like, I didn't I remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> he does come up at times as like a like a sitcom dad. Yeah. Which is maybe on purpose. I don't know. But like he gives that like, oh, one of these days. Yeah. Bang, zoom, straight to the moon. You know, yeah, kind of yeah. attitudes. And it, but I don't know. I don't think he doesn't work enough to like hurt the movie to me at all. And I, I, I do think like the mom is also relatable at points too. Yeah, because her and Marty definitely have a connection. Yeah, you know, and and so does the dad. Like the dad's kind of a shit dad, but he's not like such a shit. Like it's a relatable shit dad, right? Yeah, he's not like just a, like an alcoholic piece of shit. Again, he's just he's just I don't know. He doesn't understand, you know. Yeah, and I think that makes it even more realistic. It feels like he's a dad that was not ready for fatherhood. Like and... he was just down in booze. Was like, listen, motherfucker. Yeah. Fuck you! I wish I never had you and shit like that. Yeah, I don't think this movie would work as well. But the fact that like he does take Marty out to the movies and he wants to connect with his kids, and I think the reason he gets so frustrated is because like he, they're drifting away, away. You know what I mean? He can't relate to him anymore. Yeah, that shit's smart and works. You know. Mm-hmm. And I I want to find the book found. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like it'd be a very good read. Yeah, I don't know if it's still available or not. You know what this movie also has? What's up? Hard cock. It does have that. You'll have to figure out how. <laughs> yeah. Because once you see it, you'll be like, whoa. Yeah. It, that. <laughs> I'll never see that either. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> yeah. I fucking adore Found. I think it's an absolute masterpiece. Yeah. But we're going to move on to 2016. Yes. The next film. This one is Harvest Lake. Yes. And this was the one I had not seen going into this episode. I'd seen everything else. This was a first-time watch for me. And it was actually the first one I watched for the episode. Yeah. Um, so Harvest Lake basically follows a group of four friends. 
who venture out to this cabin slash lakefront uh, for one of them's birthdays. The 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 lead guy. There's a couple, mm-hmm. uh, a gay fella. Yeah, and uh, that sounds terrible. A gay feller. A gay feller. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Ellie Church, she was kind of our lead. Yeah, uh, but it's the couple's the boyfriend of the couple. It's his birthday. Yeah, I don't remember their names, or I would. Uh, I did not write down names because I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, same. So, <laughs> so they show up to this lake, and before they ever show this lake, we get this opening scene of this couple kind of having sex, but then just walking into the lake. Yeah, and you're like, whoa. Well, I would say it's just walking into the lake, except for there's. (laughs) Do we need to pause this for a second? Maybe. It's the fun of recording this with animals. Cat, my cat's crazy. (laughs) That was probably picked up on air. I I guarantee you. I mean, there's no way that wasn't. That was so loud. She was just meowing loud, and I went to go check on her. She's just standing in the bathroom doorway, just just screaming. <laughs> Nothing's wrong. <laughs> She's just being weird. Yeah. Anyways, Harvest Lake. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where we were. Uh, I was talking about the... The, the couple. You said it yeah. wasn't just them walking into the lake. Yeah. One of them... No, both of them. Eat a little bit of the slime. They partake in the slime. The slime. <laughs> and then they walk into the lake and they're dead. Yeah. So, you know, they're there and... Uh, it, there comes a moment in the movie pretty early on where they all seem to kind of like, as they're hanging out sunbathing, to kind of go into a uh, sexual trance. Yeah. Where they all kind of go off on their own (laughs) separate ways and begin indulging in the self-pleasures, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. Start to get real horny. Yeah. And we start to learn that there's something in the lake... And something in these woods that causes people to, uh, their libidos to go out of control. Yeah. And maybe there's something that wants to overtake them. Yeah. Little body snatchers, maybe. A little bit. 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 Um... This is a out. This is one of the outliers in Scott's stuff, because he a lot of times likes to focus on human horror. Yeah. Drama. Yeah. Where this... Family... Family. Family. This family. is family. 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 <laughs> this is almost Lovecraftian. Very Lovecraft. Almost Lovecraftian. Well, this is very yeah, Lovecraftian. There's tentacle monsters and like yeah. all kinds of crazy and like the balls mm-hmm. to go straight practical on this too. Is oh insane. God. And it looks fucking great. Also, I just want to say something one uh, real fast too. I fucking love Ellie Church. Oh, she's amazing. She's yeah. so good. She's in all three of the movies now. Yeah. From now to the end. Yeah. Uh, and she's great in all three. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's wonderful. She's a great actress. She does very harrowing performances. Mm-hmm. And she can be funny too. Yeah. Like in uh oh, what the hell was the name of that movie? Was Jesse's Jesse's average normal something day. Yeah, something day. I really like that movie. <laughs> that movie's wild. Yeah. Oh, she's also in that one movie. Oh fuck, I don't remember the name of it. It's a. <laughs> you good? I'm good. Go ahead. Sorry, I you. Look at your you. face, man. Uh, I was like. It was like, uh, find God, kill God, become God. What was yeah, it? that's the movie. Jesse. Oh, is that, is that yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, it was a different movie. No. Okay. Because it's like step one, find God. Yeah. Step two, kill God. Step three, party. Yes. <laughs> that I like that movie. I thought it was really weird. That movie is really fun. That movie shit. I don't know. It's not like the most amazing, but I thought she was great in it. Yeah, I, I thought it was really funny. But we're not reviewing that. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's definitely to me like the star of the film, like as far as like performances go. Yeah. But like, yeah, the movie's like such a strange film. Like it's very Lovecraftian. It's super sexual. Yes. Uh, like beyond horny. Again, I, I, we've said this multiple times, but very, very harrowing performances. Yeah. Because to be able to not only just get nude on camera. Yeah, brave performers. But just to partake in sexual acts pretty much across the board. Yeah. Um, one of the things about the movie, though, there's a, there's a moment in the film where you're trying to kind of figure out what's going on. Yeah. Like, where's this going, right? And it's like right smack dab in the middle, and it's a fairly long scene, and it's a scene where they just, they invite this guy to, like, their little cookout, little <laughs> bonfire thing. Yeah, it's a, I'd say it's just a bonfire. Yeah, a little bonfire. And they're, and they're playing a game of truth and dare. Mm-hmm. And this scene, like, when I was watching it, it did not click with me at all. Yeah. Because it was so sexual and so weird. And, like, so, like, they're just, like, talking to this guy like, I couldn't imagine talking to a complete stranger like this. But I will say you have to think about the nature of the film, though. For sure. And that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Um, ultimately, like, sitting on the movie and thinking about it, it's like, well, you know, from the time they're stepping into, the, into this this place, you know, the fate is kind of sealed, right? Like, yeah. there's something in these woods that is causing them to, like, become hypersexual. Yes. Um which I thought was very interesting too. But like in the moment when I was watching it, like I got to be honest, right? Like in the moment watching that scene, I was like, I was really like kind of taken out of the movie. Right. I was just like, it's it's just too much. Especially yeah. one character in particular. And I don't want to like, I'm not going to shit on her. Okay. Because I think she does do a good job. But Tristan Riss's character. Yeah. Like just the way she acts and shit like that. I was just like, this doesn't, this doesn't feel human. <laughs> you know, like this yeah. doesn't feel like somebody, the way somebody would act. I, I don't, I've definitely came across people in my life that are similar. Yeah, I guess. But, like, I don't know. To be like, oh, I'm going to sit on my boyfriend's face in front of a complete stranger. I mean, I mean you went to come to definitely, definitely different high schools. <laughs> I guess. I've, people at my fucking high school did dumbass shit in public. These are also grown people, though. Yes. These ain't teenagers. There's also grown people who act like children. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, I don't know. That just took me out of the movie. Yeah, fair enough. It just didn't work for me at all. I was just, I was just like, this, this is too much. It just doesn't yeah. work at all. But like I said, like when I sit and thought about it, and thought about like uh, how, like essentially, it's like, well, maybe it's because of these woods. Mm-hmm. You know, these woods are like ramping up their sexuality. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like they're asking this dude, like, if he's ever put fruit up his ass. Yeah. And, and I'm like, who would do this? And just because it's truth or dare don't mean you got to make it about sex. It's true. I mean, you could, like, well, when I played truth or dare one time, it was uh, walk up to someone and do a Macho Man impression. Oh, yeah. But, like, like, okay, probably should explain a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like do a Macho Man impression, but just no, but not acting like you're a wrestler or anything, but, like, talk like Macho Man, but just, like, ask for, like, directions or something. <laughs> and, uh... It was funny, I guess. This film's all about the payoff, though, right? Yes. Because, like, it's a very slow burn. Very slow burn. Even though it's only, like, 75 minutes. Yeah. The movie takes its time. But I like that, actually. I think that really did work for me. Uh, But it it all hinged on that payoff. Like, if that payoff wasn't good, the movie wouldn't have been good. Yeah. But because that payoff is really good Mm -hmm. and, like, bizarre. Yeah. (laughs) 
you know, there's images that towards in the movie that I don't think I've ever seen in a movie before. No, especially in this day and age, impractical. Practical, yeah. Like, let's just say there's like monster orgy, essentially. That's 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 close. I'm gonna come to a spoiler for this. Yeah, that should make you want to see it, though. Yes. And it's like I can't believe they did this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And there's like one scene, like there's like a quick, like almost shining S shot, mm-hmm. like you know, like the shining. They're running down the hallway, and she sees the guy, the, the bear blowing the dude. Yeah. Like there's a scene kind of like that in the mm-hmm. woods where you're yeah. like, whoa, what the fuck is happening over there? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> that 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 scene, the shotting, by the way, will forever haunt me. Yeah, and this it's very similar because like it hits and it's like whoa, what the hell? You know, it yeah, it doesn't linger too long. You know, no. he just sees it and he's like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? But yeah, I liked Harvest Lake. I did. It definitely wasn't my favorite of the of of the four zero for yeah. sure. Uh, not in the bottom either. Um, just a good movie. Just mm-hmm. a very solid movie. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I had some major problems with it, but I can explain them away enough yeah. to like give it a really solid recommendation. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'd say like when it comes to uh, Scott's work, this is definitely not my favorite. It's like mid ground. Yeah, but this it's still very solid. Oh, for sure. Like I said, like I can explain away the things I don't like enough mm-hmm. to give it a very solid recommendation and say that you should definitely seek it out and watch it. Yeah, just be ready for that slow burn. Yeah, yeah. Be ready to sit for that movie for a while before something really gets that going. You know? But again, I do like movies like that a lot for sure. I think there's enough weirdness that happens throughout to keep you captivated, though. Yeah, like I was never bored by the movie. No, I was always watching it and like you know into it. Yeah, just as far as like you know enjoying the movie. It's just that one scene, man. That one scene. I just I don't know. It really. I don't know. Like, it didn't bother me too bad, but I did think it wasn't, definitely not the best scene in the movie by any means. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was a okay scene. Yeah. Yeah, I liked Harvest Lake Ultimately. I thought it was good. Yeah. That was very good. Uh, same year. Same Scott year. was busy that year. Yes. <laughs> uh, he dropped Plank Face. Yes. Uh, which, Plank Face is weird. Yeah. So, the movie opens up. <laughs> there was a lot of dead air there. I'm sorry. I was just thinking. I was collecting my thoughts. Uh, okay. The movie opens up with a couple in a car where the guy's like, you know, I've always wanted to do something really kinky. Yeah, something real kinky. Something real kinky. Uh-huh. Really kinky. I mean, this is some wild shit, dude. I want to have sex on the hood of my car. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's her reaction, too. So, it's kind of funny. Yeah. You know? So, they start having sex, and this big dude, who actually turned, like, I actually recognized him. Yeah. He's the guy from Horror Hound who does the film festival. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, shit, it's the guy from Horror Hound who does the film festival. That's sick. <laughs> I used to see that guy all the time. Yeah. You know? Um, and he's got a piece of bark on his face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It reminded me a little bit of the movie Cub. That came out similar time, but I did not like Cub at all. I had not seen that movie. I didn't. Even I know there's a. I know it has a following, and I get it. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't for me, and that's okay. You know, but yeah. So he comes out. You know, he kills him, but eventually he gets shanked as well, though. Yeah. Like he ends up killing the two couple, and he kills the couple, but he gets shanked himself. So we fast from there. We plank face, boom, credits. Yeah. And you're like, well, okay, because the next thing we see is Ellie Church and her boyfriend. Yeah. Which I again did not get his name, Pete. No. No. What was his name? Pita is what he became. Mm-hmm. What was his name? I, I don't remember. Fuck. The guy who looks like Jungle Boy. 
<laughs> Jungle Boy from <laughs> AEW Jungle Boy. Yeah, he looks like AEW Jungle Boy. <laughs> he does look like him a lot. Anyways, they're on a camping trip, right? Yeah. Which is two movies back to back in the woods. Hmm. Scott Scott spent some time in them woods. Yeah. I don't like going in the woods. It's hot. It's sticky. There's bugs. Uh, I, I, I think randomly walking to spider webs. That's no fun. <laughs> like I like the woods in like the fall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Where the bugs are kind of like starting to go away, and mm-hmm. and we get some fuck. Th- this episode's fucking cursed. What the fucking thunderstorm just came back out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm not even hearing it. Is, I I'm hearing it. Is this your aneurysms going off? <laughs> so, anyways, they're on this camping trip, and uh, you know we get some hints at his backstory a little bit. Where he starts talking about like she, he's like, oh, it's beanie weenies, right? Yeah. She's like, oh, that sounds good. She's like, it would if you've been eating. Uh, was it food off a plastic tray from someone doing 21 to life? Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, hang on a second. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. So they, they come across um, another guy in the woods who's also camping, who turns out to be none other than Dave Parker. Dave Parker, Mr. Parker. Mr. Parker. In his first appearance in a Scott Shermer movie. But it won't be his last. Oh, no. no. And um, he does something absolutely nefarious. Yeah. <laughs> Can't condone that one, Dave. <laughs> Shame, Dave. <laughs> so, yeah, the guy turns out to be uh, not such a good person. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, attacks Ellie. I don't think that's a spoiler. I mean, that's kind of. He like, attacks him and Ellie, yeah, right? That's yeah. kind of the, 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 the linchpin of the film. Yeah. Because while uh, taking out Mr. Parker, yeah. uh, Jungle Boy. Gets clobbered on the head by a chicken on a rabbit mask. Yeah, she he wakes up in this cabin, surrounded by these three ladies. One is an older lady. Yeah, and the guy from around the plank yeah. face, daddy plank face, as you were calling him, a uh, plank daddy, plank daddy. Yeah, and uh, which is funny because when the credits popped up, it was pretty much something daddy. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, he's dying clearly. Yeah. So we quickly learn that like these three are looking for a new blank daddy, head of the, blank daddy, new head of the family. <laughs> so they begin to sexually, physically, and emotionally torture him to break yeah. him down to his most bare uh, animal instincts and uh, make him the new plank face. Yep. That's essentially the plot of this movie. <laughs> now, I, I want to say something, and this is my biggest critique, probably. Yeah. This fucking language you're speaking. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we gotta get into this. So, essentially the three ladies in the cabin Yeah. Uh, who kidnapped the guy, <laughs> I guess we're supposed to be led to believe that they're very feral. Yeah. Feral people, so they have their own language. language. They don't They don't speak English because they've been so isolated from humanity that they don't know it, right? I and, I can kind of, and I can get that, but I just don't think it works. No. Like it really like took me out of the movie a lot of times, and there's like oh she's cool, come dog, and I'm just like, it's like, okay, it's like, yes you've been in the woods your your entire lives, but they're in a cabin. Yeah, they're in a cabin wearing clothes. Which I, I mean, I guess but you're you could, not cave women. Yeah, 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 yeah. I and mean, I, and there's definitely instances of like you know people that have been found out in the woods who like you know. Don't speak English. They don't know yeah. English because they've been isolated their entire lives, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe this is not the first generation of these girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. This family, if you will, like they've been passed down for years, from years and years and years, always living in the woods, never living in society. So sure, they wouldn't know English. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's just like it just comes off really cheesy to me. Yeah, and it, it, it could. It, 
and if it was going to be a different language they've kind of made themselves, it could at least sound like a another language. I feel like it would have worked better if it was just like grunts and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, like caveman language. Yeah. Like, like they're so feral they don't know even know a language. You know, they yeah. speak with their, their bodies and stuff like that, you know? Right. They don't have to communicate their words. They understand each other, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to get him to understand, they have to like break him down to their level. Yeah. But the fact that they have like, they speak with each other in this like shoo-a-doo-a-doo-y language. <laughs> yeah. It just comes off really cheesy and goofy. Yeah. And that 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 really that brought the movie down a little bit for me. I can't lie, you know. What I mean? and like, I, nothing we'll say is like it, it, this movie kind of drags a bit. I can agree with that too. I do think it's like I don't want I don't want people to think I think this is bad. It's not bad. By no, any means. I do think it's a good movie. Ultimately, I, I don't dislike it at all. I there's just I just had some major problems with this one too. Yeah, I don't. And again, like I don't want to like I never like shooting on actors because it's yeah. like you know you don't know the circumstances behind why a character doesn't work or something like that. Yeah, but he's just not super captivating. Yeah, but he's also not giving a lot to do. Yeah, just other than just be like, oh fuck, they're beating the shit out of me. Yeah, they're they're, they're doing awful things to uh, doing awful things to him. And also, he doesn't really talk a lot. Afterwards, which there's not a lot of dialogue, which no. is funny because I, when I was watching the found uh, commentary with Scott Shermer, yeah, he did talk about how he wanted to make a movie without any dialogue. Oh yeah, and I was like, well, Blank Face is kind of that. Yeah, <laughs> which good on him, you know. Yeah, and like I said, I don't think this is a bad movie. No, like it's interesting for sure, and like there's some gnarly shit in this movie. Yes, you know, in particular, uh, a thing that happens to a foot. Oh my god, That's really fucking brutal. Yeah, and, and the ending is really good. I yeah. really like the ending a lot. Other than one thing about the ending yeah and it's not the ending at all I, like i said i think the ending is very harrowing and very poignant and yeah like, oh shit you know like when that moment happens you're like wow right you know what i mean like it's sad too because like you know you're seeing this guy get like broke down you yeah know, which is something that happens in the next movie as well uh <laughs> which we'll, we'll get into that um during the credits, they do this weird credit sequence where it's like it'll show the actor then it'll kind of like freeze frame red and say their name, right? Yeah. Which I thought was kind of strange for the movie that it is, like the tone of the film. Like that mm. felt like something you're doing like an action movie, but whatever, who cares? Who gives a shit? It's just the credits, right? <laughs> yeah. But when it gets to the older lady, <laughs> it's the scene where she's jerking him off. So she's just like jerking the shit out of him and then like freeze framing while she's like holding his dick. Like, <laughs> it says her name. I'm like, you could have picked any other moment in this movie. <laughs> You could have picked any other moment in this movie <laughs> than the hand jibber. Yeah, because we like when that scene happened in the movie, we're like, "Damn, this is wild." <laughs> it, yeah, like it could be funny. That's the thing with that scene. Like, it could be really funny because it's just this old lady just like giving the worst hand job you've ever seen. Like, just vicious. You know, just like you know, not a loving. There's no love in this hand job. No, this is just pure procreation. <laughs> pure procreation. You know what I mean? Like, you're gonna come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, it's being forced. It was forced out of him. But it works because she's a really good actress. Yeah. I really like her a lot. Of all the people in the movie, I think she's the standout in this movie. Yeah. Other than language stuff. But like she like tells a lot of the story through her face and mm-hmm. her body movements and stuff like that. I think she does a really good job. And if you had a lesser actor, that scene would have been funny. Yeah. She just had this old lady just violently jerk. Which you don't actually see it. You no. Know, I don't make it sound like this is like pornographic in any way. No. And there's no like, actual scenes of the dick getting gibbered. Gibbered? It's all off screen, but... <laughs> It's still just wild. That's what they chose. Yeah. For her moment in the credits. 
But like I said, who cares? That's the credits. That also, also, something I'll, I'll, I'll say too, and again, like I'm not going to make it like a strong point on this because, I mean, it doesn't really matter that much. How did the one girl get a bunny mask? I don't know. I thought about that. I mean, maybe it was like she got it from someone. I mean, I guess we're led to believe that maybe she got it from a kid. Yeah. <laughs> they killed maybe 80 kids. That's possible. I mean, there's some cannibalism in this movie. Yes. In particular, balls. They, they, they snip out balls. They snip out and eat balls. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> damn. A lot of uh, <laughs> torture of genitals. Yeah, there's a lot of torture of genitals in this movie. And a lot of torture of areas that are like, yeah, that, that, that no. Yeah, that that's horrible. Hurt. That would hurt. <laughs> yeah, I, I would suck ass. But at the end of the day, I do think this is a good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. Just those things for me personally. Me, me as well. Some people are going to watch this and that's not going to bother them at all. Yeah. They're going to be into it. Like, yeah, that works for me. And that, you know, that, you know. That's totally okay. That's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just me personally, those things did not work. Like, I, like, I actually think it, like watching this time, it bothered me more than the first time I watched it. Really? Yeah. Because it wasn't until like, because we actually watched this one together. Yeah, we did. And uh, it wasn't until they talked about, you were like, I don't really like this like... <laughs> Booga booga language or something like that, you know. I was like, I was like, Guga ginga. Yeah, Guga ginga language. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really dig this. I was like, I just didn't understand why it was such a big part of the movie. Yeah. Again, as you said, like the if it was just grunting, I think it would have been way better than mm. them making this odd language. I guess the movie's also a little bit melodramatic at points too. Yeah, I think so. Like, there's some like there was some shots where I'm just like. Bit much, maybe. Okay. Um, I think this movie the family best. scene is what I'm getting at. I didn't want, I don't want to spoil anything, but you don't talk about where she's like family. Oh yeah, I yeah. gotcha. It's a little melodramatic, but ultimately, like I said, I still think it's a good movie. Yeah. It didn't. I did not dislike watching it at all. No. Like when it was over, it's like yeah, that was I like that. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, I don't know. If I'll revisit this one anytime soon, mm-hmm. where I would say the uh, whether the other ones I definitely would for sure. And like like found, even though it's my favorite, I think I would revisit Harvest Lake. Yeah, so this episode seems to be a little cursed. Everything's happening. I was in mid sentence and uh, the car got full and cut stop recording. Fuck. <laughs> There's okay. Randomly, there will just be episodes that are just fucked. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The Satan episode was the worst. Yeah, this is that was by far some of the worst. Ever. It took like three months. To get yeah, done. So, anyways, we got one more movie to talk about. Yes, Blank Face is good. We both recommend watching it. Oh, absolutely. And as uh, people's Mikey said, it's on Tubi. Yeah. So, anyways, last but certainly not least. Oh, my God. Uh, we have from 2018. Yeah. The Bad Man. Uh, this movie fucks me up. <laughs> so, I was luckily, lucky enough to get in on the Indiegogo. Yeah. And I have the special edition Blu-ray that comes with a condom and a patch and mm-hmm. Scott's first horror movie. Yeah. Yes, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it's like House of Hope. Yeah. Like so... It's cool to own this special edition of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, The Bad Man, 2018. Uh, it has a bad man in it. This is a, this is a rough one. Buckle up, boys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this one tackles some of the most uh, uh, fucked subject matter mm, imaginable. Lot, yeah. Human trafficking. Yeah. And Which, sex slaves. Yeah. 
So essentially what we have here was we have a couple, Ellie Church and uh, our boyfriend. Yeah. Who I need to look up his name. Talk for a minute. And don't just say words. Actually say things. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it, Matt. Are you serious? <laughs> her, her, her boyfriend. Um, fuck. Barbecue bacon burger. Fuck. Um... <laughs> like the, what I'm trying to think of his name. I got. I was looking at his name. I wanted you to say uh, anything uh, other than his name. Shit. PJ. PJ. Played by Jason Crow. Yeah. Who I wanted to like, make sure to like look his name up because I think he's fucking phenomenal in this movie. Yes. Um. She inherits an inn, a bed yeah. and breakfast, if you will, from her grandmother who passed away. Yeah. And they're coming to kind of like collect the things, you know. Clean the place up, things like that nature, you know. Mourn, yeah, at her grandma's inn, you know. So they're there, uh, staying for a little bit. When one day there's a knock at the door, hmm. they open the door and there's a guy named Lawrence who yeah, says that he had a reservation for the weekend. Lawrence at first seems like a innocent, innocent dude, but he's a You'll, you'll soon learn he's a piece of fucking shit. <laughs> Continue. So, Lauren says he has a reservation, but he completely understands, you know, your grandmother passed away. It's all good. I, you know, I can find somewhere else to stay. Yeah. And El, if something about him, Ellie's like, no, 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 no. You had a reservation. You know, you can stay. Yeah. So, they let him stay. They have dinner. We find out that Lawrence is actually a clown. Yeah. Which, who the fuck is a clown these days? You'd be surprised. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um... Like, there's definitely people who, especially as he says, like, travels around, well, we'll soon believe that's not probably the case, but... Yeah. He, who travel around and especially visit hospitals for, for for kids and stuff like that. And, um, of course, there's still, like, circuses and, like, carnivals and shit where you'll see clowns and shit. Mm-hmm. There's still clown colleges that true, exist. True, so. you're right. So, you know, they're like, all right, well, we're all going to go to bed. Yeah. While they're in the bathtub together. Eating strawberries. Eating strawberries. Being romantic. Yeah. You know, trying to probably not think about their dead grandmother too much. Well, I, her dead grandmother. Let's clarify that so it's not some incest. Okay, shit. yeah, yeah. Her dead grandmother too much. <laughs> she happens to look over and sees a clown standing in the doorway. Well, slinking in the doorway. She did, He definitely ain't standing. No, he's creeping. <laughs> yeah, he's... Essentially, on his uh, his hands and feet, looking through the doorway, all creepy, all creepy, like at her. They go investigate and find that he no, he's just sleeping in the bed. It must have just been her imagination. Yeah. So she wakes up the next morning. PJ's not there, but PJ said he was going to go to the office. But he, she did. He did say that he wasn't going to go until he left. So that's a little weird. Yeah. So she's kind of just looking around the house and notices white paint on the door of the bathroom. Yeah. And that's when she's like, "Oh shit." Something's fucked up. Yeah. So she goes to get out when she discovers Lawrence dragging PJ into another room. She goes to stop him when she is attacked by a man in a gas mask, played by Mr. Parker. Mr. Parker, who knocks her out, drugs her, and we soon learn that Lawrence the Clown is actually in the trade of human trafficking, where he kidnaps people and turns them into... Dolls, if they're females. Yeah. And dogs, if they're males. So essentially, he's going to... Playing on fetish. Fetishes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he may make more, but in this movie, that's the two that we see. Yeah. Uh, 
basically breaking them down as humans to their most rawest form. Taking away all aspects of their humanity and selling them to people uh, for pleasure. For, for, for sex. Yeah, to do yeah. whatever they want to with them. Oh, my God. Okay, this is the <laughs> first Scott Shimmer movie I watched. Yeah. Because you had gotten it in the mail, and you're like, oh, let's watch it. Yeah. And it was, Not realizing like, how fucked up it was going to be. Yeah. You, you were like, oh, it's probably going to be a little fucked up, but, you know, hey, let's watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, me and you both, when we first watched it, we were like, oh, fuck. It's dark. This is, by far, I'd say, Scott's darkest fucking movie. It's mean-spirited, man. Like, it is a nasty, nasty, nasty movie. And it's not as graphic as I remember. That's the thing. that no. Upon this rewatch, I was like, man, I remember this being more graphic, but it's really not. Like, there's not a lot of, like, violent violence that you yeah. see up until, like, the end. Yeah. But, man, just, like, the emotional damage done to these two people is horrific. Yeah. In particular, PJ. Oh my god. Who, you know, is turned into a dog, basically. Yeah. Like, he is no longer a human being. He is broken down. Um, so, so, something else <laughs> into I, an yeah. animal. Something else I want to mention is he has, like, diagrams of people. Yeah. For which uh, he uses to essentially make measurements of, which we see later. Mm-hmm. Um, he had multiple papers. Oh, yeah. Well, I wonder this. Here's what yeah. I think. Here's what I... Did he just happen to see them there and come in? Or did or did he actually have a reservation of this old lady's in? And if so, what was his plan then? Uh but his plan then was probably staying at the inn and probably finding someone, finding people later. I guess. But then he was just so happy, like, oh, they fit the mold. Yeah. Or maybe he never had that reservation, and he just happened to see them moving in and was like, "That's a perfect couple right there. Yep. Either way. Because they never check. Yeah. They never go look at the books to make sure he had a reservation. They just assumed. Yeah, because he talked about things. Yeah. You know. You can tell he definitely stayed there before. Possibly. Or he's just talking out his ass. Oh, it's true, too. Because all he ever says is like, oh, um, she showed me the haunted mirror. And she's like, oh, it's a mirror now? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's probably not. Oh, yeah. That could be complete bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, Man, this has some um, just brutal sexual violence in it. Yeah. Um, some more explicitly shown than others. A lot of it isn't shown. A lot of it's off camera. And it's just, it doesn't matter. It's still just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> because just knowing and just assuming what's happening is uh, horrific. Yeah. Uh, also, so, uh, there's so many, like, little things in this movie, too. That's very, very nice touches. Mm-hmm. Like, throughout the movie, Lawrence's clown makeup deteriorates. Yeah. Because he's not bathing or no. doing anything. Yeah. Well, he's doing things, but... He's just training them. Yeah. And it just slowly starts to, like, just get fucked up. Yeah. And especially, it's also, like, a way of, like, depicting Tom in this movie. Because, like, the farther it goes, the more his makeup deteriorates, and the more he's breaking them down. Yeah, for or, sure. Especially... PJ, but PJ, yeah, <laughs> I mean, not that Ellie Church has got it good. She definitely don't. <laughs> no, fuck. She no. got it bad. Yeah, but man, just the things they do to him. Like the scene in particular that like I find to be the most like harrowing is the scene where they're in the basement. Yeah, 
and they're beating the shit out of PJ in front yeah. of Ellie. And essentially, like, he just, like, gets up into his ear and he's like, repeat after me. I'll never talk again. I'll never stand on two legs ever again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I will eat like a dog. I will act like a dog. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is just so brutal. To just in that moment realizing, like, this is your fate. Yeah. That from now on, you have to walk on all fours. You have to wag your tail. You have to fucking eat out of a bowl. Also, also the fucking noises that Mr. Parker makes. <laughs> it's so fucked. It reminded me of Dr. Freudstein. Yeah. From uh, uh, House of the Cemetery. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's like so. Like the, the noises are so guttural. Mm-hmm. And so. I'd, I'd say gross. In a sense, because like you imagine, like it's probably hard to breathe in this gas mask. I'm sure it actually was too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it sucked. Which Mr. Parker in this movie is uh, fucking fantastic. Yes, I have to give a huge. We're not just saying that because he listens to the show and he's cool. Yeah, I genuinely think his performance is incredible in this movie because he doesn't have ex- like he doesn't get to talk, he and got- you don't get to see his face. Everything is told through his body language. Yeah, and I think he does a fucking fantastic job at it. Oh fucking absolutely! Like you know. Exactly Exactly what he's feeling. Like two of the key things you need to tell a story, for the most part, he doesn't he, have access to. In yeah, this movie. he it, can't talk and he can't show his face at all. You just, know when he's angry. Yeah, you know when he's sad. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and he plays like you know he's not just a bit player in this movie. He plays a large role. Yeah. yeah. Especially with PJ's character. Yeah. And, like, that's really a catalyst for the whole ending of the movie. Mm-hmm. Is, is the fact that, like, you know, how he feels about PJ. Yeah. And, like, there's just great moments in that. And just using just grunts and body language, he tells a fantastic story throughout the movie. Oh, definitely. And is beyond shredded in this film, too. Like, oh, my God. I don't know what kind of exercise regimen he went through to get in that kind of shape. Dude. He's terrifying. <laughs> to use a professional wrestler... As a way of, you know, uh, of the, how good a shape he was in. Finn Balor. Yeah. <laughs> but he's so imposing, Owen. I know he's got those lifts on his shoes, too. Yeah. He's imposing. He's terrifying in this movie. Yeah. Like, you feel like he could just rip you to shreds with his bare hands. Which I imagine the character could. Yeah, for sure. Charlie. Yeah. Which I like that he has just this, like, human name. Yeah, Charlie. He's just Charlie. <laughs> just old Charlie. Just old Charlie with the, the gas mask who's... Fucking the shit out of <laughs> poor BJ. God damn it. God damn it. I mean, he does. I mean, you're not wrong, but like, it's fucking, it's so frightening. Yeah. This uh, movie's so fucked up, man. It is really fucked up. This movie's really, really fucked up. And you you brought up a point, too, when like, we were talking about it. You're like, this movie's not talked about enough in the in the circles. No. Like, like it's not brought up at all in, like, when you tell you about people talking about, like, fucked up movies. This is, like, for me, in, like, probably at least top 20 most fucked up movies I've seen. I don't know if I go that far, but I can, I I can know, see that. I man. It hits me on a level of just, like... It's like, oh. So before I bring up some of my issues with the movie, I do okay. want to, I just, I do want to say and have it out there and put a stamp on it that I really love this movie. I do think it's, it's a fucking really great. fucking good movie. But there is a couple things about it that do bother me. Yeah. My biggest problem with the movie, and this is nothing against the actor. Again, I've said that a few yeah. times now. Yeah. 
is the character of Lawrence. Yeah. I just don't like the silly nature of him. I get where it's coming from. I get what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like a the juxtaposition between the dark, horrible things that are happening and the silliness of Lawrence. Yeah. But it, I don't know. It, it just comes off too forced. For instance, the scene in the basement where they're talking, he's talking to him like, you will never talk again. You will never walk on two legs again. Mm. You will forever walk on all fours, you know? Yeah. He then stands up and goes like, and now who wants pancakes? Yeah. I'm like, that was lame. (laughs) Like, that was just cheesy and lame. I don't know. Like, for me, like, I definitely get where you're coming from with that, for sure. But for me, sometimes it almost feels worse. He he just goes from degrading and horrible. Then he's just like, oh, let's do this now. But I don't know if he ever goes like that. The problem is I don't think he ever goes that far. Like he gets mad, but he's always just kind of silly and like, yeah. Like even when he's like being angry, he's like, you know, yeah. Where like I want him to be dark. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want him to be mean. You want him, instead of being a traditional clown, you want him to be Gacy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it would have been so much scarier, like, if this dude was wearing the clown makeup and he was just serious. He was just deadpan. Yeah. You know, and he was telling these people the horrible things that are going to happen to him. Yeah. And maybe every once in a while, crack on, like, a joke. Yeah. You know, I just think it needed to be toned down a lot. Fair enough. I just think it's too over the top. As I said, I get that one hundred percent. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. I and I hate saying that because I, you know, the guy. I do, I do think the guy does a good job. Oh, with yeah. What he was with, with the role. It's for me. It's just the character is the problem. Yeah. And that it, I don't know. It just bothered me. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't care for that at all. I think the acting though is very strong. Oh yeah. Throughout, especially from everybody. What, what was his name again? PJ. Yeah, PJ. What's his actual name? Uh, Jason Crow. Jason Crow. Yeah. <sighs> Man. Oh my god. He is fucking phenomenal in this movie. Yeah. In particular the ending, which we ain't gonna spoil. Yeah. But like just those last few moments and the looks on his face and like the emotion he's giving in that role. I was like, this is like fucking top notch acting. Get yeah. this guy in a fucking Oscar movie now. Yeah. Like this guy's that good. He fucking is fantastic in this movie. He <sighs> He he captures everything that he's definitely supposed to. Yeah, it's gut wrenching. You feel for yeah. him so much, and Ellie. But Ellie has to be the strong one. Yeah, you know that's the cool dynamic of the movie too. Is like, you know, he's just fucking destroyed. Well, like it's like there's also these interview segments throughout where, she, yeah, the whole movie is told through an interview. Yeah, that she's given, and she. Like her performance there is so fucking good mm-hmm. because she's just like, like uh, one of the moments that I will s- stick with me from this movie, is she's like, well, it's like yeah, I got it bad, I got it real bad, but nothing was compared to PJ. Yeah, and like what's cool too is like she has to be the strong one because she knows it. Yeah, because just the beating he's taken. I mean, he he can't. You know, he's done. And I like it too. That like, I love the 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 part of the movie where she's like, you know, there was times I was mad at him for being broken. Yeah. For giving up. And I was like, that's real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you'd be like, God damn it! You know, fight back. You know, yeah. like you would be mad. Oh, you know, though definitely. you're sad and you, you're you hate seeing your loved one in this situation, you're also gonna be mad at him. It's like to fucking do something, do something, do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But also knowing deep down that you can't. Yeah. You know, because they're in total control of them. Yeah, it's... 
such great performances. And as we said, Mr. Parker not even to tell the story at all with anything mm. but his body language. And he does like an amazing job amazing at that. Job. And like I said, I do. I think the guy who plays Lawrence does a great job too. It's just yeah. the character of Lawrence doesn't work the for ki- me. The character doesn't work very well for you. Yeah, I, I just didn't care for it. Um, like especially that scene, man, because I was like sitting there like like... It felt like, okay, like, metaphorically, it felt like the camera was zooming in. Yeah. And just, like, you'll never talk like a human again. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, like, you'll never walk on two legs ever again. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Then he's like, and who wants pancakes? And it feels like, like, I just, like, fell over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the, the fucking chair was kicked out from underneath me. <laughs> and I was like, well, what the fuck? You know, like, yeah. why? <laughs> yeah, again, I understand. It was a weird choice. But it was a choice that Scott made, and that's fine. That's yeah. what he felt the character should be. And hey, you know, who am I to be the one to be like, oh, it should have been like that? It's not my fucking movie. You yeah. know, like I could say I don't like it, but ultimately he made the decision he wanted to make, and that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and ultimately, I do think the movie's really good. My only other problem with the movie is I do think at times it can get a little over the top. Yeah. Like with like the costumes and stuff. Like mm-hmm. in particular, the auction scene, I'm just like, one dude's definitely just got like steampunk goggles on and shit. Yeah. And like Brian Pop Andrew has like a cup on his face. Yeah, I think they call him like Jock Face. Jock Face, yeah. Yeah. Which is it's a little over the top. He looks like a member of the band Orgy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's good in the movie, though. I love Brian Oh, Pop yeah. Andrew. I think that guy's a great actor, too. Uh, also, was it the uh, the mantis? The mantis. Yeah, I do love the speech the guy who like runs the auction gives at the yeah. beginning. Like that's fucking nasty. Yeah, that's something straight out of, like solo. Mm-hmm. Just just be like, yeah, people. It's like such like people were made to fuck and yeah. shit like that. It's very fucking gross. Yeah, it's a mean little movie, man. Yeah, I don't know. Again. I just don't understand how this thing is not talked about more. Probably just because it just didn't get out there that much. It fucking deserves to be. Like I, I you know, I, I don't feel like I've seen a lot of people review this movie. It gets a lot of hate online, which I don't know. I don't know if it's on some streaming service where normies are getting a hold of it or something. Well, you told me there was a cut version. On IMDb, it does say there's a cut version, which cuts like 20 minutes out, which I'm like, if that's the case, if that's getting around, no wonder they're not liking this movie, because, oh my God. What movie are you getting? Yeah, that's a neutered movie right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't the This is definitely... This and Found are some of my favorite ways of telling an extreme story. Oh, yeah. That emotional extremity. Yeah. And, like, Scott Shermer has a knack for last images. Yes. You know, or closing moments. Yeah. He's really fucking good at that. He knows how to put an exclamation point on a movie. He knows how to hit you where it hurts. Yeah. He knows how in that last moment to really, really dig it in there, really drive it home, how fucked up and sad everything is. Yeah. Something else I'll mention about the bad man is, I I won't get too much into it, but the little bits of like social commentary throughout. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or uh, Jeff's kiss as well. Yeah. And, you know, Scott Shermer, man, I think he's very underrated. I think he's the guy more people need to talk about. I think he's one of the best out there today, you know? Absolutely. And I hope he makes more movies soon. I can't wait to see more. I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah. Fucking awesome, and he's got a great group working with him. Mm-hmm. Mr. Parker, Ellie Church, Brian Pop Andrea. I think they're in all of his movies. They're all fucking great. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. Um, is, is that it? I think that's it. All right. I think we done it. Scott Shermer. But yeah, uh, we highly recommend all of these movies. Yep, for you all to check out for sure. But 
I'm fucking really hungry. Yeah. Starting to get a headache because I'm so hungry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> again, this episode... this episode's taking forever to fucking record. Yeah, because, again, we were going to do it this, this weekend... Uh, we'll, we'll get we'll touch touch on this real fast. Like Friday, uh, I wasn't ready yet. I hadn't got everything in. Yeah, like you were. Uh, you you hadn't got all the movies in, and you're like, okay, we'll, we'll we'll do it. We'll do it Saturday. Then you came home from work and you had a fucking horrible headache. Well, then it was like, okay, we'll do it after we come back from back from wrestling, and we were fucking done. So tired yesterday. So that was like I mentioned we had the shits from Twin Peaks. Yeah. Had fucking horrible shit. And shits. then tonight it almost got fucked because of the technical difficulties. Yeah. Technical difficulties while working on this uh, while while recording the episode as well as it it took you a little bit to get home yeah. because of shit at work. Basically what we're saying is just feel bad for us. No. <laughs> no. Pity us. No, I'm not saying pity us. I'm just saying give us just... sympathy lies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, fuck. Yeah. But it's we do just, it because you all actually like it, and that's weird to us. Yeah. But hey, you know. Thank you. Ac- can't account for taste, am I right? Don't roast the fan. Listener base, fuck. But uh, do some shout outs for a call it, like we always do. Oh, yeah. Spooky Celluloid. Shock and Schlock. Mr. Parker. Mr. Parker. Um, uh, Cinema's Underbelly. Mm hmm. Uh, fucking Murder Billy Show and Tell. Yes. Uh, Cult Collectibles. Uh, yeah. What's his new one? Uh, it's like Coke Collectibles. Look that up because his uh, Instagram page got unjustly yeeted. I don't understand. Such bullshit. Shit. So fucking much bullshit. Coke Collectibles is awesome, and uh, you should go follow his backup page because Instagram are little bitches. Uh, Coke Collectibles 604. 604. Go follow them. Of course, Severed Cinema. Severed Cinema fucking rules. Oh, yeah. And they got an exclusive first review of the Profane Exhibit. Which is fucking wild. Go check that out. Fucking awesome. Shout out fucking Stephen Byro of Unearth. Unearth, yeah. Unearth They're doing rules. some crazy shit right now. Brandon Terry and mm-hmm. fucking Murbert Horror Podcast, as yeah. always. Quality Violence Cinema. Cemetery Bros. Yep. Uh, what's the other guy's YouTube channel that you shouted out the other day? Oh, uh, oh fuck. Hey, I'm Johnny Manahan. BDG Reviews. Oh, I talked while you're over that. Go again. BDG Reviews. I was doing the Tim and Eric skit. Hey, I'm Johnny Manahan. Virtual Clown Out. Clown Out. Clown Out. Clown Out. I fucking love Tim and Eric. But yeah, uh, he so broke the golden rule. <laughs> Don't touch the clowns. Let the clowns Don't touch, touch you. Tony says no. Mother of son Mike got shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, BDG and uh, Lunatic Butcher Horror do the uh, the, uh, the Graveyard Shit Podcast. Yeah. Sorry, um, my brain's dying on me. Cemetery Bros with the Bones and Bruise Podcast. Yes. Fucking fantastic shit. Mm-hmm. Go check all those people out. I'm sure we're leaving stuff off, but... There's so many people. Follow the underground, man. Support everybody in the underground. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a sick community, and we should, you know, thrive that. And, like, harbor oh, yeah. Like, let it grow. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Support Ele- each other. Try to elevate people. Yeah. Put everybody up. Absolutely. Um, so, like I said, I'm fucking starving. I'm sorry, bro. And I gotta edit this, so we're gonna have to call it. Yeah. I pass that on air. <laughs> Don't pass that on air. My blood sugar's low. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, what are we doing next time? Okay. Well, the thing is, what we had planned, 
we don't have the movie yet. Delayed. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh... Postponed. <laughs> the thing is, we thought the movie was never going to get the release. Nah, don't spoil too much, yo. Uh, yeah, we're not going to do that in the future, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But... I should well, say it's some Japanese infamy. Yes. Infamy? Is that a word? Infamy. Sometimes I don't know if I can even talk. Like, why the fuck do I even do this? <laughs> <laughs> look at that monkey. That was an adorable-ass monkey, oh, dude. Yeah, look at that oh. monkey, dude. What's awesome about this podcast, and we don't put over our own podcast very often, no, or don't. say good things about our podcast. This actually has nothing to do with what we do on air yeah. or in editing, is that all of our episodes are mapped out on a calendar of baby animals. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, this month's July is uh, a baby giraffe. That's cute. God, it's still gigantic, though. It is huge. Um... What we are doing next is fetishes. Ooh. Okay. So we're going to kind of get away from like the directorial theme, which we've been doing a lot of. Well, well we're not doing like, this is not going to be like another episode, like, like doing like terrible meal. Yeah. This is movies about fetishes. What is in this episode, I do not remember because I'm a shithead. Uh, uh, I do know one of them. It's 29 Needles. Hell yeah. Or, or dipping her toe back into the too extreme for mainstream. Yes. Uh, we will, of course, update <laughs> on Instagram what we're doing. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, we got cool episodes coming, too. Mm-hmm. We got some guests lined up. Awesome. Not uh, not as far as like interviews go, but like guests for the show. Yeah. Which is cool. I just saw something we're doing soon, and I'm so excited. Hell yeah. Yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to us. Uh, yes. We are shit, and we know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, again, I'm sure John said this in the first five minutes when I was making coffee, but uh, we apologize for the delay. Yeah. Just expect it for a while, but yeah. eventually we'll get it back on track, yeah. and we'll get back to normal upload schedule once everything dies down and I stop having to work like a fucking monster yeah or whatever i don't know i'm too tired to even come up with words anymore john's work overworks him yes <laughs> don't fire him don't but. fire me oh <laughs> so anyways i'm john i'm matt and you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film sick, sick on, on cinema 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 do it to me once more. Love me more and more. <laughs> Do it to me once more. No one's seen this Love little jig you're doing. It's fantastic. Dude, that's about the cemetery soundtrack. Fucking slaps. <laughs> yeah. No, not House by the Cemetery. That one does too, but uh, House on the Edge of the Park. Yeah. Man. That little jig you're doing was fucking amazing. The fucking disco song by Resort Lonnie. Hell yeah. I just imagine when he was riding, he was just wailing on a bass. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Goodbye. Bye.